Hey, do you know of a, uh, a podcast I could listen to that has nerd and comic books and stuff? I really can't find one. I say, you ever heard of the Nerd Dumb Podcast? everyone welcome to the nerd dome podcast episode 25 how you guys doing today going well fabulous i'm doing wonderful we, we have a long lost podcast to return how how are you guys on 25 it hasn't been that many weeks yes it has <laughs> that's how long it's been since you've been on it's been 25 weeks uh, the, the last time week. you were on was the first captain the- america civil war trailer yeah, that was a good one. <gasps> and you came yeah. back for the second one. Uh, Yay! Oh, yeah. You have we're excellent gonna, timing. We we're totally oh, going to talk about that thing. <laughs> so introduce yourself with your, your special cool name that you get. What was it? Uh, Spectacular Panda Pat. Yeah. God, that's a mouthful. Here comes the panda. <laughs> <laughs> it has sharp teeth made for biting through candy, bamboo, and fences. And fences? That's Black and white camouflage hiding in an Oreo factory. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Oreos. Oh goodness! You producer Sam. I am pun producer. The pun producer. That's good. That's good. The pun producer. That's me. I am the superior Caitlin Booth, film critic for Watch, Play, Read, and hopefully another place. I am applying to other places. Woot for other places. Yes. A, a movie critic at other places? Yeah. Sweet. Yay. Can you work at more than one place at once? Is that legal? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Is not getting... I, Watch, Play, Read doesn't pay me. They can't tell me not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I get paid Can work. you, like, publish the same review on yeah. multiple sites? Oh. Yeah, unless you have an exclusivity deal with uh-huh. somebody, and I most like places I'm... can't pay you enough to broker an exclusivity deal. Huh. Anyway, who are you? I'm yeah, who Karen. the hell are you? <laughs> you interrupted me. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uncanny Ryan is my name. Yeah, what's your game? Uh, X-Men. Is, is it X-Men? <laughs> That's what I thought. X-Men the uh, arcade. I don't know how X-Men arcade. Know that. X-Men arcade. That's my game. X-Men arcade. Yep. The one on Sega. By the Genesis? way, your explanation no, the... uh, last week was very entertaining. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it because <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to it and there. I'm like, oh my god, I'm putting myself to sleep. Uh, oh, I thought it was highly entertaining <laughs> because it's all stuff that I didn't even. It was some stuff I didn't know. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was fun. And it's been, and the cable stuff was especially relevant considering he's going to be in Deadpool, uh, Deadpool too. Yes. Mm. It's very exciting. Yeah, I uh, my my little brother thinks it should be Ron Perlman <laughs> to play Cable, and part of me is like yes, and a part of me is like oh no, no no, it's. I, I still think the evil dude from Avatar would be perfect. Oh, Stephen what's that guy's Lang. name? Stephen Lang. Yeah, Stephen, yeah. He, he really I, wants I, it. He's kind of. In my head, that would be who it would be. It's because he has that flat top yeah. gear round. And he has the personality, too. In Avatar, you can actually see, like, when they put the scarring on it, he actually really would do well with the scarring that Cable's got. Yeah. Oh I would, I'd Which like to Avatar? Blue Avatar? Or? Blue Avatar. Yeah, Blue not, Avatar. Not yeah, the, dances the with shitty Smurfs. one. <laughs> not not everybody. Oh, I love that episode. <laughs> um, I don't think you introduced yourself. Oh. Didn't or, I? You were you. I, I, I am me. I'm the podcaster without fear, Luke. What's That's your, uh, except the fear, what's that? 
Um, mushrooms and Chinese food. Because <laughs> it's or fungus. just mushrooms of any kind. Because it's fungus. Yeah. Because it's delicious. Yeah, you don't put fungus in your mouth. No, there, but there's some good I, ones. I put all sorts of fungus. <laughs> Good I'm just going to leave that joke on drugs. the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave it right there. I have, a, um, I have a new thing that I could hide drugs in. Oh, a, oh nice. A, a, pendant. a pendant? A pendant that you Is can hide drugs like, in? Is that like Sailor Moon thing? <laughs> yeah, Sailor like Moon. Like candy for the panda. <laughs> um, since uh, the nerd It's like one of those scent boxes. Like you open it and then smell something. Like stick a sniff and then put it. Yeah. Anyway. That reminds me of Cruel Intentions. <laughs> yes, yes. That's exactly that. what I was the coke. The little She had the little cross and she yes, pulled it out. The rosary with the coke yeah. in it. Uh, since the nerd store sin isn't here, Pat, um, go ahead and give the about the nerd store since you are oh. an employee. Well, you are the official representative. I'm, I'm glad he's not here because. He walked in and started yelling at me about stuff I didn't know about. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, where's the nerd store? Oh, West Valley and Twilla. And Twilla. Cool. What can I don't you know buy how there? They do this. Nerd what? stuff. Nerd stuff. Really cool Harley Quinn belts. See, there you go. See, yeah. you can do it. We had someone and ask for blankets. And <laughs> blankets, my little pony blankets. Hmm. Wait, we don't have any blankets right now. No blankets. But they can get you blankets if you really, really want it. Sometimes porn. And sometimes porn. Just kidding. Now, I think that was the last episode you were on when there yeah, was the, don't the, come like, to the nerd store for the porn. That was a good episode. <laughs> I totally uh, forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good episode. That was a good episode. <laughs> so, um, we had a trailer. <gasps> oh, I haven't seen today's trailer. Oh, no. <gasps> I saw the trailer for Daredevil. Well, that's excellent. And I that's, approve of that. I assume, like, that's what you're constantly always talking about. Oh, no. I, I watch it every morning. Like, I get up. I watch it. <laughs> watch get ready for trailer. work. Watch every trailer. I almost made a really dirty joke, but I didn't. So I'm very proud of my <laughs> lack just, of filter. Actually you're going to leave that on the table, too? Yes. Right next to the Ryan Fungus mouth? Yes. Just leave it there. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> How much can well, you fit in there? We are going to spoil it for you. Okay, fine. Ryan, you seem to be the most excited about this. <laughs> um, no, he has. You have no idea. <laughs> she was okay. probably more vocal okay. about it because I was at work and I couldn't be. Did you tip and over so like a small thing? I of was like, and go yes, silently flailing in my cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> were your were you feet were your feet tapping too? Yeah, I was. Were your toes was, tapping yeah. and your arms were flailing? Uh-huh. And oh, then man. I immediately ran out of my cubicle and into somebody else's <laughs> cubicle, and I said, "Watch this." <laughs> And then I did it again, and I said, watch this. And See, then I ran into my manager's <laughs> office, and I said, watch this. I think some of the funniest <laughs> stories are when excited people see trailers, their reaction to showing other people, like their stories, <laughs> but like, and then I did this, and then I did this. Like, it was I'm, so I'm, great. I'm kind of not a fan of the reaction videos, but I have to say, when uh, John Boyega and Daisy Ridley both posted their reactions to the first time the Star Wars trailer really came out, and like he like flailed over a couch, and she went... She like started crying. She did yeah. start crying. Aww. I was like, "Oh, that's adorable." I like it when I get to see actors react to stuff like that, especially the little newbies. Well, then, well, then go. Ahead. What was your reaction? My reaction? Oh, um, I wasn't initially going to watch it because I usually don't watch the second trailer of move, of, especially of Marvel movies, and I gave in to temptation. <laughs> uh, I knew it was going to be all over the internet. I knew that there was going to be no avoiding it, and it. I actually knew that Spider Man was going to be was going to show up before I actually watched the trailer mm. because he popped up on Twitter. Yeah. And um, I I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm 
I'm expecting not to survive this movie. <laughs> I have You're just going to die. Are you I am going to fall to over because you can't even. <laughs> yes, I will because and the Cap- maybe... like the Captain America series is my X Men to Ryan. <laughs> like that's the one that I am the most passionate about. That is the one that I freak out about. That is the one that will like leave me in tears. So maybe like if you and Ryan are sitting next to each other when you watch it, and you guys both can't even at the same time, you'll like fall into each other and like TP. So you guys don't okay actually fall there, down, I, and you can still watch I, the movie. The, I think oh, that would be awesome. Yes, but coordinate. There might be weird side effects. Like there might be like explosions of can't evening. Like it might. <laughs> there might be waves that wash waves. over the audience. <laughs> Every, everyone. Oh God. Everyone from the right side of the theater leans to the left. And everyone from the left leans to the right, and we'll be okay. They'll just be like that. a horn Gallagher. And then there'll be me in the middle going ow. <laughs> it's cool, guys. <laughs> I say that now, and then we're gonna watch Daredevil, and that's gonna be me. I'm gonna be like bouncing in my chair. I was about to say, really, I was like, about to say are you really allowed to throw stones? I gave you a Daredevil poster, yeah. and you nearly yeah. broke the it's sound true. barrier today. It's true. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. <clears throat> You're welcome. I'm gonna hang it up like you do with posters. <laughs> that is, that Thanks, is Marvel Booth from New York Comic Con. Yeah. Thank you. So, what did you? So that was your reaction, like. uh Give us the narrative that happened for people that haven't watched it. Also known as Panda Pet. <coughs> um, it gets a bit more into... Uh, it's actually a bit of a deceptive trailer, to be honest, because it puts a lot of the other Avengers in the forefront, when in reality it's being touted more as Cap's movie than an Avengers movie. So I actually have seen some criticism of it in that sense. Did uh, didn't uh, Robert Downey Jr. came out and said this is his little Iron Man four? He's like, it's my little Iron Man yeah, four. Yeah, well, that take sounds it. about right. I mean, nobody asks for Iron Man four, so uh, I'm okay with yeah. that. I like when Robert Downey Jr. describes something as his little Iron Man. Oh, <laughs> 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 and there it is. <laughs> and there it is. But yeah, so it's like. Uh, Basically, do a lot of the same. Do we need to pause and have her watch me. the trailer? Yes. Maybe uh, we do take a pause break. Okay, so you just watched it. <laughs> I'm my... so happy that Spider-Man's in it. Like he's he very great. important in Civil War. Mm-hmm. I don't Who think he's gonna he? have. I don't think he's gonna have a huge role. He's 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 wee. He's like 15. Yeah. So they're doing like Civil. So, Silver Age, totally young, very young high school Peter Pan or Peter Pan, Peter Parker, <laughs> Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that, came from. that was good. That, that was still, lovely. That still takes away from it, though, because his role in Civil War is very important. Yeah, I'd, so yeah. which is interesting too. How they're gonna? I don't know what his role is gonna be because they haven't had any setup time with him. Yeah, and so, I, I heard that they were. Black Panther was going to. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Because when they first started writing this script, they had uh, the Sony Marvel deal hadn't gotten into effect yet. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Well, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if that plot, that particular plot, even goes into effect. Because I really feel like this is going to be much like the way Age of Ultron was. It's going to be in name only type of feel. Like, I mean, the original Civil War is all about revealing secret identities, which is utterly pointless in the MCU because they did that already. Except Matt Murdock. Well, yes. Okay, whatever. I know. We know we need to bring everything back to Daredevil for you to even pay attention. Hey. No, it's true. But, Sometimes uh, you yeah. just need a blind man with billy clubs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly but, um, what you need at all times. 
this one sounds like it's going to be more accountability for the destruction of the mass amounts of it's, destruction. It's still, I bet it's still going to be some something very akin to the Superior Registration Act. Well, yeah, just it's the, the Sokovia Accords. Be yeah. They're just going to have to register themselves as weapons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, they've been even hinting at back as far back as like Iron Man Two. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Iron this, Man Two was like when they first shield, brought it up. Shield is going at that hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, there is like, a, the the rumors right now is that there is a uh, somebody who does switch teams at some point. The reigning um, person that people think is going to switch is probably going to be Black Widow, just yeah, because everyone was like, "Why is Natasha feeling. on Tony's side when her and Steve got really close in Winter Soldier?" But yeah. I feel like that and seems Clint too obvious. Over there, too, yeah, you that, know. That, that, I think that seems too obvious to me. She might be a triple agent. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's just certain parts in that when uh, when our uh, our chanting of "Do the thing, do the thing" from months and months oh ago happened. When uh, oh, I knew that was happening. They released a promo art of it happening. Oh, did they? Yes, they did. When they did. Uh, uh, Clint shoots an arrow with Ant Man on the tip of the arrow, I and love he goes those right two between of human beings yeah. right so between much. Iron Man's. It looks like Iron Man's hand. It I was, love them. It was great. Yeah, it looks like Iron Man reaches up to stop the arrow, and Ant Man jumps off and hops Goes. between his hand and runs <laughs> down his arm. Which is amazing. Um, but my my favorite part is the uh, uh, when Tony Stark, you know, says you just started a war or whatever, and he's you know st- you know stay down, and Steve stands up and he does. He's got the hands up by his face like he did in First Avenger, and he says, "I can do this all day." Like. Part made was, me almost want to cry. I was oh like, fist, I was like fist pumping. I was, I was like, oh my god! And then I almost missed the the Spider Man part after it because I was so excited about that. So I was like all about like kind of like teary eyed a little bit. And then when the Spider Man thing happened, I my jaw just dropped. I did not expect that. Yeah, I didn't. expect I it was either. kind of fifty fifty. There were rumors going around on social media that they were going to drop Spider Man in this trailer, and a lot of people have been kind of mixed reactions some people think they should have kept it a secret Mm -hmm. and other people kind of how they didn't really reveal vision for age of ultron and at this but at the same time the spider-man deal and him being in this movie is really a huge thing i mean he is the testing ground for whether or not we are ever going to get an avengers versus x-men movie because i can i can guarantee you that if this works out in sony's favor if this works out in sony's favor Marvel and Fox will put aside their blood feud, and we will get an Avengers versus. I bet you that I bet you that would bring Hugh Jackman back to play Wolverine. Oh yeah, I bet it <laughs> in would in a too. heartbeat. He's like, I'm back. No, I'm just kidding, just kidding. He didn't say I was going to be with the Avengers, so uh, yeah, I'm exactly. Back. Um, y'all can't I see hope... the hair standing on and <laughs> and all over me, <laughs> <laughs> and and all over me, and um, and all over me. The the thing that I hope happens is uh, when he says, you know, I could do this all day. I hope that leads into the part where Bucky shows up and helps him fight. Like from the first trailer where they show him they have a, fighting a well-deserved uh, Iron, Iron Man, Man beat down. Because that would be just it, exactly what happened in First Avenger when he said that mm-hmm. to the bully. And then Bucky showed up and helped him out. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that would be amazing if they did that. That would Ooh, make me happy. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yes. that would make and me so Russos happy. And the Russos really Ooh. love symmetry. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. They, Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie, period. I, consi- I think it is the best Marvel movie. Yeah. Did you see that James Gunn put on his yes. thing that he, this is his favorite Marvel movie? This is not only his favorite Marvel movie, he says Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and uh, so somebody excited. actually asked James Gunn on uh, Twitter, well, you work for Disney Marvel. I mean, if aren't you kind of supposed to say that? And he was like, no, I would never do that. I, I will tell it like it is. If I don't like something, I will say I don't like it. If I like something, I will say I like it. If you're not following James Gunn on Twitter and Facebook, you absolutely need to do yeah. that. Uh, wasn't he the one that did Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Of all, he, uh, he, had a great, he had a bunch of great things to say when Deadpool came out, pointing out how you, know, you need to write your movie and you, get the ra- you write the, for the rating you want and not try and... Yeah. You know, push you. yourself in one particular direction. He said he would never do an R-rated Guardians because it doesn't fit Guardians. Yeah. Well, so he's yeah. he's a smart dude. He's a he's a fun person to follow on social media. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I guess uh, I don't know. I know Ryan saw them, but the X Men Apocalypse have been releasing their Those cool their character posters, posters yes. for the. For the uh, <laughs> I sent got, one in our chat, and I said, "You're welcome, Ryan." <laughs> Yeah, the other one I think. That's another I one I had. I, I like somebody walked by my cube and I was like, look! <laughs> look at the thing! Look, <laughs> look at the at thing! The thing. I'm um, so excited about the thing. So, excitement level for that. How are you feeling? Right now, I am more excited for Civil War just because well, that trailer hit it out closer. of the park for me. Yeah, it's close to Holzer Brooks City, yeah, too. Okay. I saw that one. But yeah. it's I am, pretty. I am super excited for X Men. I'm worried about Phoenix, though. Oh, oh about, uh, about uh, anymore. Sophie? Mm hmm. Luke doesn't She's, like the fact that uh, they keep making Mystique a uh, good, good, oh, good guy. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> good guy Mystique. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't like it. I don't like, I'm like, stop it. <laughs> Just go away. <laughs> You're go Mystique. Away. You can literally be played by anyone if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, but you're worried about the actress for Jean? Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? Sophie Turner? Yeah. Le- le- lemon Cakes? Lemon Cakes? Lemon Cakes. What the hell is that? I don't watch Game of Thrones. Game of I, can't, I can't get through Game of wow. Thrones. Is she good in Game right. of Thrones? Uh, she, she, she plays an annoying character. Yeah, she she plays a character and she does a very good job playing that character. Mm-hmm. I'm worried that she's going to still play that character. Kind she, of like how um, Aaron Paul is still playing Jesse Pinkman? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because that's Aaron Paul. Like that. Her character um, in Game of Thrones in the beginning is a, is a whiny, annoying, annoying like prissy, prissy girl. And then she becomes emotionless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's getting. Super, uh, I've seen the Tumblr gifs. <laughs> cool now, like she's getting. Finally, yeah, she's finally seasons, her character's finally getting interesting, seasons. and people are. And it only took rape. <laughs> yeah. well, it's to make a that. series of horrible, horrible things yeah. happen to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I could get into that. But. Um, but yeah, and I'm, I'm just hoping because this again, as fresh starts for characters go, this can be a fresh start for. Cyclops, Cyclops, not being the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the jock quarterback douche that gets <laughs> the girl. That's who yeah. he has to be, though. No, he doesn't. No, yes. he no. doesn't. If they go the route with the na- with young Cyclops in the current X-Men, Who's it's, it, they could go a, a way different direction than they have before. And people, people's main complaint I've heard about Cyclops is they're like, oh, he's just kind of vanilla. Like, he's kind of, uh, and I was like... People were saying the same thing about Captain America, too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They were saying the exact... And I was like, if they can make Captain America work, they can well, make Cyclops Cy- work. Cyclops could probably is probably going to be very similar to Captain America in that he's infinitely more interesting when he's playing off other people. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Winter Soldier, in my opinion, worked was because they, paid him, they, they paired Cap up with somebody who's morally ambiguous like Natasha is. That yeah. movie would not have worked as well if he had been on his own. Because, let's face it, much like Professor Xavier, he can uh, Steve can be kind of. I don't know. I think 
he could get annoying very easily. He could be he's too Preachy. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That self righteousness. Yeah, if, it, even yeah. if it's not even just like self righteousness in the way that you know he's in, he's being you know condescending to anybody. He's just that good, and he doesn't really have a character arc. I mean, look at Steve's character in from the beginning of the MCU in the 1940s until current day. He hasn't really evolved that much as a human being. Because he was already the world's greatest human being before he turned into a super soldier. That's kind of the point of him. Yeah. And yeah. he's much Pretty more much. interesting when he's played off of different people. In First Avengers, it was the Howling Commandos. In Winter Soldier, it was uh, Natasha and Sam. And this one, it's going to be all of Team Cap. And, and I guess you wanted to talk about that. Which team we're on? Which oh, team yeah, we're so on? Does, has any, everyone designated their team yet? Mm-hmm. I'm on Cap's side. Yeah, me too. Do you know something interesting? Chris Evans, as a person, not the, the actor, not Captain America, but he is, at least at, at Salt Lake Comic Con, he said that he was on Team Iron Man. Yeah, I remember that. He said it, he was on Team both in the sense mm-hmm. that... He understood both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's, that's going to be a, a really hard line to walk for the Russos. Uh, that if anything you should be worried about, it should be, how do we make both of these sides come off as not being... How do we make both sides look right and both sides look wrong? You have to well, kill the some one, people. Uh, the one thing that really <laughs> caught me... <laughs> the, the one thing that really caught me off about Iron Man's side is when Iron Man goes, it could be whatever. I'm with it. I'm good to go. It's I, like I think what he meant yes. was that we've got to try something. Something's so better something than nothing. Something has to happen. I'm going to get behind the thing that happens to try to make it work. But something has to happen. I think it's yeah. what he was trying to go for. Not that he was ambivalent to what the something was. Yeah, well, especially with the general who's known to be a complete douche. Oh, General Ross? <laughs> I'm hoping this means that Betty is going to return yes. soon yes, because that would be, yes. I miss that the would... most underrated queen of the Marvel Universe. Uh, see, I would love to see her like sneak into like Thor, the Thor movie, because he's supposed to be in that. And I would also like to see General Thunderbolt Ross go all uh, Red Hulk. Oh, that would be I think that'd be great for do another you, Hulk movie. Do you think... so? Liv Tyler played Betty. Yeah. Do you think it should yeah. be played by Liv Tyler? I think I think they should just recast else? it, yeah. just because they re- they recast Bruce. I think other yeah. which, but then again, they did bring they, over Ross. Yeah, they brought over Ross. Mm-hmm. I mean, but Ross is the only person from that movie that interacted with anyone outside that with Tony Stark. He's the only one that interacted with. It, so I could see why they're like, okay, we'll keep him and go with someone else because he's really the only person that. Well, the only reason they recast Bruce is because Edward Orton didn't want to do it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he um, probably still bad. wanted to do it. So, and, and back to the trailer. One thing I didn't uh, talk about was uh, I felt bad for Rhodey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rhodey gets, I, I, Rhodey gets messed Rhodey up. Gets and I'm, he, I've seen people say that if that's Bucky shooting Rhodey, they are revolting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, Rhodey's going to die. I was like, really, you guys? You really think they're going to give away a major character death in the trailer? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think you. Yeah. But I was just like, aw. Yeah. Rhodey Everyone likes that Rhodey. Shit. Rhodey's hilarious. Rhodey's a good person. He um, was the best part of the uh, the party scene in Age of Ultron. Oh yeah, and he was yeah. like, was really? really? Good. Like really? You guys nothing? aren't reacting to that. Yeah. Represent. So the best part is when he gives the when he gives like the high five or the fist bump with the other guy, and he just has that look of yeah, I'm so That's good. Right, I'm <laughs> fucking awesome. That's right. Yeah. And then the uh, the scene at the end of Avengers two when he's like, buddy, you know if you. Uh, you can help us all hold your own. He's like, and you had to make it weird. Like, <laughs> just stuff like that. Yeah. He's like the only person that can, uh, is quick-witted as 
Tony Stark mm-hmm. in yeah. that in the joke department. The, so I, um, I've always yeah. enjoyed it. The rumors I'm seeing, like the, the speculation, I've been on and off on the speculation bubble for, you know, since the first trailer hit. People are saying that they would not be surprised if they show Rhodey getting hurt like that and then turn around and kill Pepper. And that could be mm. one of the things that... I'd uh, be so happy if they killed Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> that could be one of the things that really helps push Tony from one, from being kind of on board to the whole government thing to being totally on board. Because that would be that would be a breaking point for him, absolutely. Yeah. I think Pepper is the only character I don't like in any of the Marvel really? movies. Really, I really don't like her. I, <laughs> I can't think of a reason. I've never like like oh, I love Pepper, but I've never been like yeah. I've never off and I think I like her a lot. I think I like it's her. not. I think it's not uh, Pepper. I think it's my dislike of Gwyneth Paltrow. That's fair. Bleeding over. Bleeding over. Yeah. <laughs> that's hundred um, percent fair. <laughs> It is hard sometimes to separate the the actors from their characters. Yeah. I don't think I think they could have picked someone better, honestly. But I like how she does it. Yeah, yeah. So. And I would love to see uh, I would love to see Rescue show up in the MCU. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, one other bit, like we talked about, uh, was it? Yeah, it was last episode the Iron Fist stuff. Yes. Um, there has been the new uh, again. There's all speculation rumor stuff about putting uh shang chi into iron fist to kind of i guess they're trying to you know quell the quell the uproar like look here's an asian character that we can put in here (laughs) so yeah but uh i don't know what your guys' thoughts on that would be i'm all for it yeah why not do it for the right reasons though don't be like here's your obligatory other character yeah and treat him as such he's a major part of the iron fist he he is a major part yeah they all came all of them yeah all of them came out in that same you know kung fu black exploitation era in the 70s i mean that was the whole point of iron fist and luke cage luke cage was created to appeal to the black exploitation thing you're shaft you're david carradine and you're bruce lee welcome to the mc pretty much (laughs) yeah um but you know, we're—it's not the seventies, so yeah, yeah. But I—I've always liked Shang Chi, especially in the newer Avengers run that he was in. Uh, he's just—he's a really good character, and Re- they portrayed him a little, little different than I remember him from back in the day. But I—I I, I like the new portrayal of Let's him. Let's pretend I kind of don't remember who that is. He's based his master of kung fu. That's really about it. So it's not he's the Bruce other Lee. dude that's like the counterpart. Like he's of Iron Fist? Of Iron Fist, yeah. No, who's that guy? But he no. goes bad. Um, I can't remember who's that guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. But that's, no, a different <laughs> that's guy. That's who I thought you were talking about. No, shang okay. a hero that, okay. that fights alongside him. That was one of the people that the fanboys who got mad at me on Twitter kept bringing up. Oh, they're, they're going to bring in Shang-Chi. That's the reason why we don't need to be mad about this casting. And I was like, eh, what? I don't even... Care I don't like who they picked for Iron Fist. Really? Yeah, we didn't get your opinion on that. Yeah. I what don't you like about him? He's too pretty. His, his face. Boring. I just don't like his face. Danny There's Rand is the pretty. Face. He is a pretty boy. He's a rich, pretty boy. <laughs> How many more of those do we need, though? We, we don't. We don't. We no, don't. no. The character, the character was a rich, pretty boy. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. It's just kind of white bread. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I'm I, like I've said during that podcast, you know, I'm sure Marvel, you know, in Marvel casting, I trust. They haven't missed yet. But would I have been happy to see Miles Morales instead of Peter Parker show up in the MCU? Oh, yes. hell yes. I, mean, I would like them both. Yeah. Sure. I would like them both. I would like, I, I really would like Peter Parker because they've done so many 
I mean, they're not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe proper, but they've done so many Spider-Mans. I would like Peter Parker to move on to his adult role and have mm-hmm. Miles Morales be Spider-Man. Yeah, that's, I think that's that one thing I do like about what they're doing with the um, with putting Spider-Man in this that in the Captain America. It's like, look, he's Spider-Man. He's got his costume. He's Spider-Man. We don't need to worry. Everyone knows how Spider-Man Spider-Man. Kind of like they did mm-hmm. with the Hulk. They're like, we'll do a little flash thing during the credits, but you know how the Hulk became the Hulk. And that's why You've I'm hoping alive, that they do know? a very similar thing with Batman and Batman v Superman. Yeah, I think I think that's probably what they'll... If they're smart, that's exactly what they'll do. Well, they, we know they filmed another, yet another alley shooting for that movie. Well, it, right, uh, and I, I think what we should do is we should take a, every one of them, every one of them that's ever been recorded, and just play them all in one long movie clip. itself. Well, who's <laughs> no, going to be Uncle Ben this time? Movie. Huh? Uh, no, no, we're talking about... Uh, Batman. Batman. Oh, Batman! It's uh, I was paying attention they, to something they else. Did, they, they, they did cast Commissioner Gordon. Did you guys see oh, that? Yes. Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson is <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> um, <laughs> you mean J.K. Simmons? J.K. Simmons, yeah. the guy who, who plays J. Jonah, Jonah Jameson, Jameson yes. doesn't he? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> In the Spider-Man movie. He is movies. J. Jonah Jameson. You want to talk <laughs> the about the best casting ever? Yeah. The best casting <laughs> the ever. Nothing. Gino. Nothing will ever top J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Nothing. Nothing. And the the memes that have come out of that as J. Jonah Jameson (laughs) being cast (laughs) as Commissioner Gordon have made my day. Um, Sorry, please continue. I interrupted. I forgot what we were talking about already. Batman. Batman, yes. Didn't they cast cast Jeffrey Dean Morgan to play the dad? Yeah, I think so. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. uh, Um, The dad from Supernatural. Oh, great. Got it. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh, and and then Maggie from Walking Dead to play. Yeah, Martha. I remember that she was the mom. Yeah, and it's like, why do you? It, and that's the other thing that worries me. Why do you cast those big names if it's for the people be a, that are gonna die? Yeah, because it's yeah, DC it's like, and they're don't... in the midst of a dick waving competition with the rest of the world. <laughs> Well, it's Dick fun to wave the dicks, okay? Um, I'm, I'm just gonna, I, you know what? I'm just going to take your word for it. I have no experience oh, in the matter. No dick-waving experience on my resume. Nope. you got to do right. the helicopter. <laughs> oh, Jesus God. Christ. <laughs> Anyways. I have lots of dick-waving experience. Right. Um, I bet you do. And, and uh, on the dick-waving note, I think we can take a little podcast promo break for the other podcasts on Podhill. And we'll be right back. Greetings, this is Kyle from the Utah Outcast. Come join Felicia, X, and me, three outspoken atheists living in Utah, every week as we give you our spin on news and current events, pop culture, with a different special guest each week. You can find Utah Outcasts on PodHell.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and soon even Google Play. You can also find Utah Outcasts on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and of course, UtahOutcast.com. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Welcome back, everyone. Ryan will force it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. We had a yes. good off-mic I'll conversation. It. it was fantastic. And All a good right. off-mic joke. So we have uh, kind of our thing we were going to bring up today is uh, bringing it. Uh, holy shit. I can't even think tonight. Um, is what uh, you get for not bringing uh, your notes. I know. I don't have my notepad. I'm winging it. Um Go right over there. No. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, so what comics um, do you guys like? What makes you choose the comics that you choose to read? How do you decide what goes and what comes off your yeah. pull list? Yeah, what you, oh, I was. Yeah, I guess that would be another way of 
like narrowing it down to because I'm I'm thinking more like is it a character that will make you want to read a book? Is it a writer that'll make you want to read a book? Is it you know the the storyline, or is it a mix between all of it? Pat, do you want to go first? Yes, I am big on that work. Very big on that work. Um, one of the reasons why I, I stopped picking up Silk because I didn't like the way they drew her thumbs. You didn't like the way really? they drew her thumbs? It really bothers me. <laughs> I'll have to look at the comics they, to see. Is it, is it Liefeld syndrome? <laughs> yeah, Liefeld um, thumbs. I'm not because sure. the first, like the first arc of that book, was amazingly beautiful. Yeah, it it was. It wasn't. Um, I don't. I think it's. I think it's different. I think mm-hmm. it's different because I remember I liked it a lot at first, and then it just started bothering me. Mm-hmm. So, so you'll you'll uh, you'll you know get through like really bad storytelling if the art is good. Yeah, I read Wolverines. So bad. Wolverines. What you? I thought it was pretty though. Mm-hmm. Me? Yeah. Oh. Um. This question is synonymous as to why I like X-Men. So it's hard. I was trying to think about how I could answer this differently. <laughs> but for... Um, you don't have to justify why you like something. Well, no. I was not justify, but just answer it so it doesn't end up being the same answer of just why do I like X-Men. Because we've already gone over that like uh, to death. Um, <laughs> why do you like X-Men? Because hand-waving. <laughs> why do you like X-Men? Uh, why do I like X-Men? I don't think I've ever actually heard uh, you yeah. say Oh, really? I don't, I don't, I don't think. No, I think I don't that know. was podcast. It was old podcast. Yeah. We, we did a lot of lists. Lot. We did a lot of lists yeah. and characters okay. and stuff. Which um, would be fun to do now. Why does Ryan like X-Men? Let us count the ways. <laughs> <laughs> I identify with them a lot. Like the people that are like the outcasts. Because um, when I was younger, I was kind of didn't fit in with any group of people really. And I was kind of always on the outside. I was always made fun of for being overweight. Or I had uh, metal ke- uh, caps on all my teeth. So I got made fun of that tons. And so like I always was kind of like the one, the, the weird kid that didn't really have a lot of close people. So I kind of identified with X-Men a lot because they were the outcasts. And they were good people. And they did the right thing, but they were always kind of shunned Still for it. Persecuted for yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and they had the, they were they had all these superpowers, the same as all these other superpowered people, but they got shunned for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which still defies logic, but yeah, I, I related always, to it. That's always been a thing I've wondered about. And then just growing older and 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 the whole gay thing I just again just reinforce that it's like mm-hmm. it's like the the X Men are the metaphor for any any individual that is just kind of the felt persecuted out, minority yeah any individual that's kind of felt like they didn't belong or as a whole a persecuted minority mm-hmm. so that's kind of why I started with the roots in the civil rights movement now has mm-hmm. moved more towards modern civil rights yeah so that's kind of why I identify with them so much and all the characters and and I loved that. All these people came came from such crazy different backgrounds and crazy different places in life, and they all come in and they're all basically, especially in the the '90s X Men and that cartoon, they're all welcomed. They're all like insta family, and I loved that. and And that was just really cool for me that people that didn't were actually related to you could could love you unconditionally like that because I didn't really experience that outside of my family when I was younger. So. 
that okay. kind of always resonated with me. And is that and so is that kind of why you choose to read like not only X Men but the I guess because if the so would it be the the characters? So I got of, X, of the X. Yeah, so I got into those characters, and I got and those people became a, a way that I could view the world through and not have it be so sucky. So, like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the then you get the other side of my personality, which is the kind of OCD completionist. Get really deep into stuff. What? <laughs> now, what? Now, now you're just in too deep now, right? Start. I didn't expect this to take over my life. Right. So then I'm like, I I have to know everything, I, and I hate. So like one of my character flaws is that when people are talking about something I don't know, like the inside jokes, I get I hate that. So I have to know. Like you get anxious. I, yeah, I get weird about it. So I like have to know, and then so so when they play that game in comic books, you're like, oh. This happened, but you don't know about that yet. And I'm like, bullshit, I'm going to go know about it. So I would go So and- you can't just go Wikipedia and you have yeah. to read No, the I want to read blog. the thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so- well, and then again, everything makes more sense when he pushed that on me. Hey, I want to play Assassin's Creed 4. No, you have to play the other three first. But I just kind of want to play the pirates. And no, again, you have to play the other three first. That's my character fly, and that I'm. I- didn't mean to try to enforce that, but I just did, and you I didn't did. realize that's what I was doing. <laughs> that's funny. I have a, I have these posters at home. They go on to like fish tanks and stuff. I picked them up at Petco, and they're like, like just one like scene in an old comic book, and they have bubbles and they say stuff, but you don't know where it came from, and it's bothered me so much because i have this like <laughs> cut out piece of a comic book i mean these posters are large but i have no idea what storyline they come from because they're so old <laughs> it's kind of like my brother uh works at tj maxx and he you know if you've ever been at tj maxx they actually have a lot of marvel artwork that shows up in their mm-hmm. in their sections and he's bought me a captain america uh canvas print of an old cover and an iron man cover and the first thing i did was get on google and Google like find where it came from. Yeah, like how old is this? When was this? You know, during what plot line was this? And it's just yeah, that's cool. So, uh, what about you? Me, uh, I'm all about the characters most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not been reading comics that long. I am not afraid to admit that, but I have worked very hard to educate myself in stuff that happened before I started reading comics. The things that got me into comics were Brian Michael Bendis's Guardians of the Galaxy run. Uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick's original Captain Marvel run and the Matt Fraction Hawkeye. Those were the All three great books. The three first trades I ever picked up. Aside from uh, a little uh, Honan Vasquez back in my high school days, I read a lot of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm character based. Um, we have that here. Yeah. We have a trade of Johnny. Good stuff. Director's cut. Oh, fuck mm-hmm. you, Mr. Bear. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> it's uh, one of those inside things. Get on it. I will, I will loan you Johnny the Homicidal Maniac if you've never read that comic. It's fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm like, at this point, the store that I shop at is knows me so well that they can predict what characters I will like and just put them in my box as an are you interested type of thing. I love female heroines. I, I absolutely adore them. Um... I really enjoyed the Black Widow, the the not the most not the new one, but the one yeah, the previous I, one, the I Nathan Edmonton and the Phil Noto Black Widow run, and it was actually 
that writing that got me to read Edmonton's Punisher run, and I have never had any inclination to give a shit about Punisher, and I really enjoyed that plot line. Um, so it's kind of a combination of both. I will I will mostly start reading a particular book for the character, and then if I really like the writing, I'll branch out and see what else is this writer doing. Yeah, see, that that's similar to me, because... I read Daredevil. Surprise, surprise. But um, look like so Daredevil. So that's uh, that's uh, the news to me. I guess so. <laughs> that's, that's the character I follow. Is is that? But well, that was one of the since... things that somebody told me when I first. I was. I'm. I'm very similar to you, Ryan. I was. Uh, I've been putting off getting into comics for years because I was like, I thought I needed to start at the beginning. And I was like, I have to start at the beginning. And I had to kind of force myself to get over that hurdle before I got into comics. One of the best advice I ever heard was uh, to get into superhero comics, especially modern superhero comics, is pick a character, and that's your character. Like, okay, uh, you watched The Avengers, you really liked Captain America. Okay, read Captain America, and you know he will cross over with various books. If you're interested in those other books, branch out, but just pick that one character. In Luke's case, it would be Daredevil. In Ryan's well, case, Ryan, it would, it would be... be the entire team of the X Men. Yeah, the the X Men, <laughs> and, and that's where it, that's where it's that, yeah. yeah, canny ninety nine. Yeah. But yeah, that's the best advice I ever heard. If somebody wants to get into comic books, I tell them yeah. to pick a character and branch yeah, out from there. So uh, yeah, that's what I did, um, and like uh, as I was uh, talking with Ryan a while ago. Um, because I was telling him, I was like, yeah, Daredevil's only on, like, volume two or volume three. And he was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> unheard of in my world. There's only been one Daredevil <laughs> from 1964 <laughs> to 2000? There's only been one Daredevil? I'm like, yeah. I was like, it makes it so much easier for me to just, I can just go down the numbered list. Don't have to worry about branch offs or anything like that. But um, but they're available if you want to. Yes. once I, uh, <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> West Valley? <laughs> hey, that's that's our job. Um, but like, uh, I also, so I follow Daredevil, but then I also follow, uh, the writers of Daredevil. Like I read the Brian Michael Bendis run. I was like, Ooh, that is really good. What else has he written? Yeah. Alias. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read that. Ooh, that was, and and then Guardians of the Galaxy, read that. So I kind of used, because Daredevil's had a lot of big writers on it throughout its history, starting back with Frank Miller and then going all the way up. Uh, and that's Mark Wade. When I started reading his Mark Wade run, I was like, what else has Mark Wade written? And I went back and read his run on Flash and Kingdom Come and like all this other great work he's done. And um, and then through that, I said, oh, okay, well, here's a crossover. This one was written by Kelly Sue DeConnick. I like that. Let me check this out. She has a new series. Awesome. And that's exactly what happened because I was reading Brian Michael Bendis, the uh, um, Avengers Assemble comic. Oh, and, that's great And comic. then eight issues in, Kelly Sue DeConnick took over. Yeah. And I was like, this is great. And then right after that, she did Captain Marvel. And I've been following all of her work ever since. And so that's kind of how it, how it I, I pick a, I pick certain characters that I like. And then I follow the writers that write those characters, and that really branches me out. That's why I read like random stuff all the time. So since you follow Mark Wade, are you going to read the new Black Widow that, comic? Yeah, because it, it, it's the exact Daredevil team: Mark Wade, Chris Samney, oh, yeah, it is. and I it's. It was and the same I even author. followed. They even did uh, one of my other favorite heroes, Rocketeer. They did like a four-issue series on Rocketeer, and it was great. Chris Samney's art style is very like 1940s, like. <laughs> 
comic strip. Like it's not very hyper detailed. It's but it's it's just really good. So that's kind of minimalistic is the word you were looking that's for. That's it. That's it. But uh, you know, I I really really enjoy doing that. Like finding out more of the character and then just branching out with the author. So that's kind of how how I see it. Sam, do you uh, do you just read Spawn? Um, no. Okay. I, I read Deadpool too, but um, the whole reason I started with Spawn was I accidentally fell upon it. I was on a vacation. Like most people. Well, I, I was on I was on vacation and I just saw comic books. I was bored out of my mind. My Walkman at the time. That's how long ago. I had a Walkman and it ran out of batteries and I needed something to entertain me. And I saw in a gas station they had just a little one of those little turnaround magazine things and there was spawn and i just like instantly i saw the character and i was like so wow. it was more the the art like at first the cover art. The but then i really actually loved the character as i just out of that one book i was instantly like i'd like feel this character so it, for me it's 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 a mixture i absolutely love art work like i can follow artwork as long as the story's decent it doesn't have to be earth shattering amazing as long as the artwork's great I as long as it, it doesn't detract from the story, you're like, why does his eyes look like sperm? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I need to complete Spawn, because I mean, it's not as much as you look at it go 200 and something, you're like, it's only 200 and something over how many years it's been going. So I need to complete that, but then... My brother got me into Deadpool, and insta- I, instantly, <laughs> I instantly fell in love with Deadpool because that's my type of humor. You know, it's the, the very adultish, immaturish, the toys are rated us kids um, humor. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never so heard that I expression always before. love Deadpool. Yeah, A lot of people can get tired of Deadpool, but I just like outside, like, there was only one. Of the Merc with a Mouth so far out of anything I've read of Deadpool that I haven't liked. And it was only because the artwork was so fucking terrible. Story was really good, so I only read it once. But I've read some of the others multiple times. Yeah, see, artwork with me sometimes is it's... If, it, if it's really, really bad, then it it's really hard to get through. And I, I won't stop. I may skim over and like be like... Okay, I hope they go to a different artist. Like that was with the the with Captain Marvel with her her run. There was that like six or seven issues where they went with that very like um, clothing uh, concept <coughs> art where everything was very like um, I don't know. I just think of it like when when you're watching the Oscars and there's the when they're doing the costume design thing and that you know the clothing line artwork where it's very just like stretched out and like I think of like the French uh like a bunch of French paintings are usually like that like from some of the artwork I can't can't nail down what it is but I I didn't like that I I wonder if these like sub art of like these categories of of comic art are, are classified and have names I've always wondered that too. It's called pouches. Like I thought maybe maybe I was just a, maybe I was just a uh, comic book noob or whatever. I didn't know that there was like certain art styles. Um, but I also wanted to add to my comic book choices is that I'm expanding. Just recently, went for Charles to order in all new X Men. 
Because I yelled nice. at him. I'm like, read it! Yeah, because I was mentioning I'm like, I don't know if I can ever do panels. He's like, that's because you only read two things. I'm like, well, I read more because he got me into Old Man Logan. That is such a good story. I And I just got I got the <laughs> I think first two I issues. I think the third issue just came out. Oh, cool. So I get to buy it day. Um, and then I got the all-new X-Men. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't know that Return of the Living Deadpool came out. So I'm about that. Really? You didn't know yesterday. that? No, I didn't. I kind of lost track of when it was coming out. And Did you like also... Hawkeye versus Deadpool, by the way? I have not read that. What? <laughs> I honestly haven't. <laughs> that I was didn't like, even okay. know it was a thing. Oh, my God. That yeah. was one of my favorite Deadpool like, stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How have I, I read two Deadpool stories stuff that you've I should. never read? I know read... I should, especially since I'm on a comic book fucking podcast. <laughs> but... Have you read <laughs> Deadpool versus Carnage? I actually uh, have it, and I've yet to read it. I don't know why. It's the one I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The entire setup is Deadpool goes, I'm going here. And that just happened to be where (laughs) Carnage is at. That's literally the entire setup (laughs) to the series. Spins him and goes, yeah, that's Mm, what he does. They need me there. (laughs) I've expanded, too. Because I made you Power Rangers. That's not really expanding. (laughs) Just saying. That's contracting. I try and force comics that aren't X-Men on him every time he comes over. I'm like, hey, try and read this. And nothing's really stuck. I thought Nick Spencer Ant-Man would stick with him. Really? You didn't like like Nick Spencer Ant-Man? It's not that I didn't like it. It's that I didn't like it enough to invest in it. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. I liked it. It was fine. But I wouldn't like going out and get it. Oh, my God. That was such a good series. The new stuff has been good, too. I love. Post-Secret Wars. Like in that... Superior Iron Man? That was uh-huh. good. Yeah. And the Star Wars ones I'm going to read when I get uh, up in that eventually. time period in X-Men comics. And by then you can just get the full trade. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah that's what I'm waiting for. Is yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. When I, and I'm, but I, again, I am so weird. I read things in chronological <laughs> order obsessively. Um, and so when I get to that time when, when the Star Wars comics start coming out, I'll start grabbing So you're not going to pick up Poe Dameron when it comes out? In April? If you give it to me, I'll read it. Just like when he gave me Shattered Empire. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. That was good. I've get, uh, did I ever, have I ever given you Daredevil to read? No. You've I never given me I Daredevil. Have. I just don't think you would enjoy it. One time I tried to read The Blackest Night. Oh, yeah. And you gave me like, I gave this you what side I had. story thing, and I, I was gave, frustrated. And I gave you what I had. Because <laughs> I didn't know what <laughs> was going on. <laughs> He said, hey, hey, no, I made you read the um, Green Lantern Rebirth. Yeah, yeah, I liked that one. Yeah. That was a more complete story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to know, I wanted the Blackest Night one. Yeah, I still but am trying I, to you find gave me like, this the weird side story. Actually, that was well, that's no, because I DC needs to get on top of putting out a digital <laughs> backlog like Marvel yeah. Unlimited. Yeah. I would read more DC stuff if they had something like Marvel Unlimited for me to look at. Yeah. Um, all right, uh... We are probably going to wrap this one up. Do you want me to review a movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, that would yeah. probably be a good idea. <laughs> Do that. This is what happens when I don't have notes. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, I wasn't here last week, so uh, the reviews for Whiskey Tango Foxtrot are up. And uh, what was the other one I saw last week? Oh, London Has Fallen. London Has Fallen was garbage. And Whiskey Tango Foxtrot was... Uh, Those are up on the Facebook page. Or, uh, it was pretty damn good. I enjoyed it. My question is, did you like Olympus Has Fallen? No. Are they okay. related? Yes. Oh. Yeah, they're sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a direct sequel. <laughs> uh, yesterday, I got to see 10 Cloverfield Lane. Ooh. I'm excited to tell, for you to Ooh. tell me about this, because I'm yes. really excited about this movie. <laughs> 
okay. Um, <laughs> Everyone's so, like, <gasps> yeah, everyone's Story super time. excited. I was just like, yeah, okay. I didn't really like the original Cloverfield, so. But uh, I didn't know this. They do take place in the same universe, so. I oh, I thought that that wasn't a question. I, I that didn't was know established. that. I didn't know of oh. that at oh, all okay. going in. I only saw the one trailer that premiered right before, oh, that just kind of popped up online. Yeah, like right at right Star Wars. Star yeah, Wars came Star out Wars and then there was and like, hey, there's another J.J. Abrams thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Um, the best way I can describe 10 Cloverfield Lane is that it was really, really good until it kind of fell apart at the end for me. Mm. And... Really like a J.J. Abrams movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's very much like a J.J. Abrams movie. And enough, and much like a J.J. Abrams movie, it's almost impossible to review it because if you review, if I talk about Tell why that, yeah. the movie fell apart for me towards the end, I have to talk about the final reveal and what was actually going on. And that's a huge third act spoiler. And I'm talking monstrous. This will be... (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking like a a spoiler that would ruin the entire point of the entire movie. If you are going out to see 10... If you want to see 10 Cloverfield Lane, go and see it soon. Hmm. Because if somebody tells you the final reveal, they will ruin the movie for you. I want to know what it is. I can tell you off mic if you really want to know. Yeah. Out of earshot of me. Yes. Ryan will <laughs> run. Go away. No! I probably won't go see it. Okay. But um, it very much plays out like you are watching the vault here's of Fallout. Because, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. It is. Uh, we have uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who was the cheerleader in Death Proof. One of the first mm. things that I know her from. <laughs> Death Proof. Yeah. I, like, I really wow. liked that movie. I have it. I like that, that movie. I like that movie. So, uh, but uh, you, the movie opens with her packing up, frantically packing a bag, leaving an engagement ring behind, and running. So she is leaving her fiance, and she's driving along, and all of a sudden she gets into a horrific car accident. And when she wakes up, she has a knee brace that is chained to a, a wall, and John Goodman walks in and says, "The world has ended." You are in a bunker. I saved your life. And the air outside is contaminated. We are stuck down here and you cannot leave. And he is w- accompanied by a young man who uh, by named uh, was played by John Gallagher, who uh, helped him build this doomsday bunker. And it becomes very apparent very early on that John Goodman's character is not quite all there and that there is something fishy going on. And uh, Mary Elizabeth Winsett's character's name is Michelle. She realizes that she needs to get out of here regardless of what he says. And, you know, she can hear things happening above ground. What actually happened? Did the world actually end? Is she being, was she just, you know, kidnapped and is being held prisoner now? And the whole point of the movie is what actually happened out there? And is it safe for her to leave? Did he actually save her life or, you know... Is he keeping her captive? And it's really small space. It really captures the claustrophobia of being stuck in a bunker underground, very much the way that The Descent really captured the claustrophobia of being stuck underground. Um, and um, it has a very... The, the bunker itself does have a very 50s feel to it. So like I really kept thinking of Fallout. Even as someone who hasn't really played much of the Fallout games, I kept thinking of the Fallout universe. Um... And Judd Goodman's character is just terrifying. 
he is a terrifying human being. He uh, he obviously put on even more weight than John Goodman usually has on, so he's like this so he's big like Roseanne. So he put on John another Goodman? John Goodman. Yeah, he is just like he is a big John guy. Goodman. But Go at get the your same, spare John Goodman. For this show. But at the same time, he is also very obviously someone who could like break her over his knee if he really wanted like to. Like he looks like lumberjack strong. Yeah, he. He's, My question is: is does he wear flannel the whole time? Pretty much, yes. So he is a lumberjack. <laughs> he is Roseanne then. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> and I've, I realize I think I'm pretty much of the minority of this, that for me the ending just kind of fell apart because it was very tense, very, very tense because, you know, the movie is constantly making you think, okay, so something really did happen out there. Okay, well, maybe something really did. Well, maybe there's something else going on here or maybe something didn't or, you know, it's building up to this really intense crescendo and then... The reveal finally happens, and it just went... It was like the whole movie deflated for me. Hmm. It was just such an anticlimactic feeling towards the end. And I've talked to a couple... Other, I talked to a couple other critics. I talked to Rich Bonaduce, who writes for the Standard Examiner and is on Fox 13. He absolutely loved the ending. Uh, Ryan Painter, who uh, does uh, KUTV reviews, he uh, wasn't quite as... on. He was <clears throat> more on board with the ending than I was, but he also felt it was Somewhere kind of anticlimactic. So I'm, I think I'm coming down a little hard on it than most people are. But don't be if you see this movie, don't be that guy. I when I wrote my review, I linked back to my social uh, social media spoilers and how to not be a jerk thing that I wrote for Star Wars. Don't be that person that spoils a movie for somebody else because this reveal, much like all of J.J. Abrams' movies, are is the whole point of the movie. But, um, yeah, it really, it worked like, when it's working, when it it worked for me, it worked like gangbusters. But then that last reveal happened and it was just like all of the air got lit out of the balloon. Hmm. It wasn't enough to break the movie, but it was enough to just bring it down from, oh, this is amazing, this is great, this is this year's Ex Machina, to, uh, no, that that was pretty good, I guess. You know, I don't really ever need to see it again. So on your give a fucks meter, I have a give a fucks meter. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, really, the best way for me to describe it is it's great until it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I gave a fuck until I didn't. Yeah, pretty much. That was that was when my when my mother my mother is my editor. I'm not afraid to admit that. Uh, she was like, "How do you want to describe this?" And she sent me two thumbs up and thumbs down emojis. And I sent her a response that said, "It was thumbs up emoji until it was thumbs down emoji." <laughs> oh, gosh. oh man. So if you saw the trailers for 10 Cloverfield Lane and you're like, that's my jam. That is something I want to see. I'm super pumped. Go see it. You will be on the edge of your seat. But if you saw it and you were like, oh, well, I might want to see that eventually, you could wait till Netflix. It's not something that needs to be seen on the big screen. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, we this will be our uh, – well, next week – This will be our 12-hour episode. Yeah. Next week we're going to attempt our uh, Daredevil – so wait, oh, is that next week? Oh, so yeah. wait, no, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I have a question. Are we not going to record the Thursday before Daredevil? Oh, that's right, that's right. We're going to record so the Thursday gonna, before Daredevil. Yeah, we're going to have so. one more. Uh, we're going to have one more regular recording, and then we will probably end up releasing a special episode for our Daredevil reaction stuff. Yes, which is basically Luke. Get off the couch. Sit down. Oh, Calm down. I have an idea. 
you record yourself for the entire time you watch it. You don't it, want to see and that. And then you can pl- people can it, play it. Back. It'll just be us stuffing <laughs> our faces with pizza rolls. Yum 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 yum. yum, yum. We can't. Anybody want some talk. more of my five dollar <laughs> bottle of wine? Because I'm a classy lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. I do. Yay! <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, we'll I've be moved able up to get seven dollar wine. Oh, <laughs> we'll be that's able... way more classy than me. <laughs> Bump those two dollars. <laughs> well, I consider it upgrade. Two little uh, four packs of these yeah. little wine bottles. What He's like, oh, can we get adult juice boxes? Like, yes, <laughs> that would be awesome. My wine is in a that would be higher perfect. tensile plastic <laughs> bottle. Um, uh, that would be perfect. But uh, we it. also have our Salt Lake City. Comic Con Fanex coming up, and I get to meet Jordi LaForge. <laughs> and uh, four of us will be, yeah, four of us will yes. be on panels. Um, two of us are here now, and we can tell you what those schedules are. But we will make sure by the next one we put out for the entire everyone. So yeah. go ahead. Okay, uh, I am on four panels. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure on all the times. The first panel I'm on is on Friday. I believe it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. It is a Defenders panel talking about Daredevil (laughs) and Jessica Jones and the Netflix series. And Luke is very, very bitter that he is not on it. He was vibrating with bitterness. (laughs) He was. Uh, And then I'm on three panels on Saturday. I am on the Jessica Jones panel on the early morning. And then I'm on the Women of Marvel panel and the... uh, uh, LGBTQ uh, uh, advancing in diversity. LGBTQIA. When she was telling me why you guys. What he said. What he said. Advancing. She was telling me that I'm uh, like we should call it the libidic I'm on the libidic advancing in advancing in popular culture panel. Oh, awesome! Well done. Uh, and uh, and Luke and I are on the same Jessica Jones panel on Saturday. Yeah, and Charles. Charles and is Charles. on that panel as well. Um, so is that all, all four? Yep, that's, okay. I'm on one on Friday and three on Saturday. I Oh, you poor thing. I know. <sighs> I am on one on Friday. It's uh, the Captain America Civil War oh. trailer. Or trailer panel. Talking probably about the trailer because it will not have come out yet. So basically what we just did, but with other people. Um, and then the Jessica Jones panel on Friday. On Saturday. Saturday, that's right, because those are days. And I have the current state... Oh, no, Marvel Cinematic Universe and the current state of the Marvel Universe in comics. And Charles is on that one with me as well. I believe the Marvel Cinematic Universe one is happening at the same time as my uh, Advancing in Popular Culture panel. So choose wisely. Yes. And Kyle, I know for a fact, is on the Critics panel. And the Doctor Who, I think. Yeah, he's on three, I believe. I know that he's on the Critics panel, which I believe is at five on Saturday, because I wanted to be on that one. And uh, (laughs) I'm on a Doctor Who panel. But if you search all of our names on the uh, website, if you go and look for the panel schedule and it says Browse Guests, if you just look for our various names, you can hit the name and it'll tell you exactly what all of our schedules are. And you should come up to us and say hi. Yes. And tell us us what you think of our subpar podcast. Yes. Or that you even know it exists. Yes. Do that. Because even if you go, hey, I've heard that once, that will make my day. (laughs) I may do a little dance. It'll be awkward. And we'll take your dance. picture. 
and hang it on our wall so we'll know who you are and they, think of you. They, they you just walk up and go, hey, aren't you that guy from that thing? Be like, yes, I, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll hang your picture up and go, that one was for you, Kevin. <laughs> oh, Look majestically into the distance. <laughs> It may happen. That was a pretty good majestic look you just did yeah, there. Yeah, I work on my majestic look. I really these do. these days we need to do a vidcast. <laughs> and you can find Ryan standing in line waiting for celebrity pictures and autographs. Yes, I will. Take my money. Take my money and let me touch you. I really, I really, hope, I really hope somebody walks by, hears you laugh, and goes, I know that laugh. I know that laugh. <laughs> Who is that? That would be adorable. I've had people. So I used to work at, when I used to work at Staples. People who knew me but didn't knew that I didn't knew didn't know that didn't I worked. Knew it. <laughs> they didn't knew it. didn't know that I worked at Staples would hear me laugh and then be like I know that laugh and they'd fi- they'd hunt me down in the store. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, you, I know you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, do you want to plug the nerd store again? The your place of employment. I am employed at the nerd store. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Come You're visit her. Where? Oh, where? 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 What is the nerd What's store? What's Valley and Twilla? We sell nerd things. It's great. Nerd. What kind of are nerd are you guys yeah. going to be at Fanex in any capacity? Huh? Yes, we will have our own booth at Fanex. It will be great. I will be there all the time, and I will probably hate my life. <laughs> she will be there with ears on. Are you going to wear the cat ears? Oh yeah, of course. All right, have excellent. to. Those things are so creepy. You realize excellent. I have to go through like, like. Probably twenty batteries. Just I'll bring you a con. sack of batteries. Yeah, triple A's. How many batteries does it take? Four triple A's. Wow, it takes four triple A's. It's like a Game it Gear. Runs for no, that was a car battery. I want to see it, say like six to eight hours before they die. Huh. Yeah. Kind so you'll annoying. need at least four sets to so make it through three days. A full mm-hmm. sack. I'll just throw some in a bag and throw mm. them at you. Yeah. Yay, oh. Luke's oh. buying me batteries. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you like uh, watching other people play video games, you can uh, I... find me at uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash TH3BR3W. That is the brew with threes instead of E's. I have a thing. You have a thing? My thing is on Twitch, though. Talk about oh, your thing on Twitch. Really? I have Twitch, too. It's just the brew can we YT. Be, can we but, be yeah. Twitch peoples? And share and follow each other. Sure. Yeah. By your yeah. gaming powers combined. Yeah. I don't. Twitch are you the other much. Wonder yeah, Twins? Yeah, I was gonna say. Are <laughs> you the other Wonder Twins? Twins? Do we have another Wonder <laughs> Twins? Twins <laughs> awesome. I'm okay with this. Oh, man. Can me and you and Charles be the Wonder thing. Triplets? Well, plug I thought your we were the though. Triforce. Uh, uh, the OG is, Triforce. <laughs> it is Real Sailor Saturn on Twitch TV. Com. We can put links to both of these up on our on yeah. our pages. Yes. My character's name is Hataru Tomo. I don't know if anybody that. gets that. Hataru Tomo. Spell it. H O T. It spells in Japanese hieroglyphs. T O M O E. Okay, now backwards. That was mean. I was like, "That's not how you get to my site." You have to do the real Sailor Saturn. Her character name is Katsumi Pendogo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. My um, my Jokobo's name is Mr. Bojangles. And <laughs> Dude, wait, no, what game are you playing? Of the horse my dad owned. The horse my dad owned. Yeah. His name was Bo. What game are you Jangles. playing? Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, I have to have a conversation with you. Oh, yay! <laughs> See, I, this I, ass won't I, play I with me. I want to play it, but I'm stuck, I'm stuck <laughs> on Rocket League right now. Oh, my God. He's been stuck Dude, on Rocket League for like there's a tournament every years. other day, and I've got to do them. 
You just have to? My boyfriend do they take open. away the Rocket League if you don't do well, it? Like, actually, I'm missing one right now. Oh. But this is the only time that I can miss them and not get penalized for it. Like, no more Rocket League for you? They take a tire uh, I, away? I like my Rocket League because Rocket League is love. Rocket League is love. <laughs> I have to tell you the other names. Yes. I have two retainers. <laughs> one is a cat person, Makito or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce it. Or whatever. It. I'm not going to ask you to spell that one. <laughs> but maybe the next Her one. Her name is Marmaduke. And the other Marmaduke? one. Marmaduke? Marmaduke. Like the dog? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're on the same cat page. lady? Oh, shit. That's Marmaduke. I didn't even think about that. I can't remember uh, what they call those in the game. I can't remember. It's been almost a year. Mithra is what Mithra. they were in 11. Well, yeah, in 11. Yes. Yeah. So I lost a lot of hours to that. I don't know. And then, okay. And then the other one is um, the big one. Rogadin. R- which was Galka. Mm-hmm. Which was Galka. <laughs> the ongoing joke is the female ones are called ro- Rogadikes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> That's awesome. The, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, and his name is Black Guy. And he's black. Nice. Like, like, not like a black person black. Like black. Like black. Black. It's okay. pointing at She's pointing at black. She's pointing at things. She's pointing at things that are black. This is black. Like black. Black. Like black. Black. Because you can make is a different Is that the name of the colors. episode? It's like black. black. <laughs> it's black. like black. I, I think like the it. name of the episode should be Toys R Rated Plus <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That was a good. Oh, um... You can find a full review for 10 Cloverfield Lane and any other stuff. I've started to try and get better about taking advantage of the fact that I get press releases. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, those things in my inbox. Yes, those things in my inbox that I get spammed with like 500 times a day. Uh, so I've tried to get better about posting stuff related to that. This week I posted the preview to Han Solo number one. And today I posted a four-page preview of the Spider-Women team-up book uh, from Marvel. And... Um, Watchplayread.com. You'll also see reviews by my wonder twin, Kyle Steenblick. Uh, and next week, I believe, is we have to sit through the uh, second, the first part of Allegiant, the third Divergent movie, which I still have not seen the first two. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and oh. Uh, follow Yeah, I know. I liked the first one, and I watched the second one, and I was like, this is horrible. Yeah. Uh, feel I free like to follow me on, uh, on Twitter, at Katie's Movies. All right, guys, and... Uh, if you like the podcast, go on the iTunes or the Stitchers or whatever and give us we're good reviews. Yeah. Charles. Charles just did that. It's a more recent thing. It's a more recent thing. But yeah. Um, and the, you need to listen to the other podcasts on Podhell Media, the yes. Geek Dad Report and the Utah Outcast. Yes. Do those things. Do the things. And like the Nerd Store on um, Yelp. And Facebook. Yeah. Give us five stars. And follow Watch Play Read on Facebook and Twitter as well. We do lots of um, uh, ticket giveaways. We have uh, Superman versus Batman is coming up in two weeks, and it sounds like we might have early screening tickets. So Ooh. Early screening to Beavis. To Beavis. The yes. Beavis. We usually do at least one ticket drawing a week. Uh, cool. I love it. Cool. I want to win that ticket. And Ryan, what should they not forget to do? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they should. For, they should not forget to forget choke to turn your head and, 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 and
<laughs> Don't forget to turn your head and cough. Maybe that's the, the name of the episode. Only person who can choke on air. <laughs> Goes, well... <laughs> A plus, sir. Continue. I love your face. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. You may now exit the dome. Now that you've exited the Nerd Dome, head on over to PodHell.com and download all of the latest episodes from all the podcasts on the PodHell Network. That's PodHell.com. If you'd like, you can head over to iTunes and subscribe to our iTunes to automatically be updated when our episodes drop. Again, that's PodHell.com, and we'll see you next week. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the uh, Hi, new dude. review. The thing. A thing. It's a segment. It's a segment thing. The comic uh, segment. Got the uh, podcaster without fear and nerd Storson here. Hey, that's me. I'm the nerd Storson. And uh, we apologize for not having this segment last week because we were held up due to X Mening. You're welcome. Uncannying. <laughs> Uncannying. <laughs> uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, asker of ye question of X Men. Uh, my name is McCord Larson. I'm a writer and producer here in Salt Lake, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're going to talk. He's happy. He's happy. Uh, we're going to talk happy talking some, about the uh, X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're going to talk some uh, new comics that came out, some news, and yeah, news. And, and stuff, you know, comic stuff. So uh, <laughs> you are you are you know, great at this introduction thing. I'm there, so Luke. good. <laughs> I've got this. I've got this down. Yes. Um, all right. You're not so angry and fearless, <laughs> angry and fearless. Watch out. <laughs> um. I go ahead and <laughs> go ahead, news guy. News guy. Oh, is that news me? Guy, yeah. I'm the news guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Batgirl 49 came out what last week? Officially? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I think it was so. like, yeah. On the second of March, whenever you're listening to this, that's when it came out. Um, basically, anyway, <laughs> if you the... listen to before that, I want your secret on time. Travel. Yes, <laughs> please, because that'd be amazing. Well, not just time travel, because then Meet like, me here they last would have Tuesday. to also have taken <laughs> this episode with them. So they went to the future, they downloaded went to the future, it, downloaded it, and then took and the, it back, back with them. Well, I knew I was important. I didn't before. know I was that important. <laughs> That's incredible. They're going to break space time. I Watch want, out. Wait, that means that time travel means that you can actually bring physical objects back and forth okay, with you in time. Remember that thing that you were going to do about oh, the news? Batgirl. Got it. I like time travel. Um... <laughs> I anyway. could go back in time and bet on what happens to Batgirl. <laughs> yes. I would just go back in time and buy an Action Comics number one, and then I'd retire. Okay. Oh, okay. amen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Easy. But, but news. Anyway. News. Okay. Okay. So Batgirl 49 happened, and uh, essentially the fallout from that is that Killing Joke isn't a canon anymore. Maybe. May or may not be. Maybe. May Maybe. They kind of leave it up in the air. Like they did at the end of Killing Joke as to whether or not he killed him? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, in fact, it's not just Killing Joke, but there are several things in Babs's history that may or may not have actually happened anymore. Probably a lot of them didn't because they don't make sense for the current. Yeah. It's, the a, current it's a very convenient way to get character. rid of stuff that they don't want to carry over after Rebirth. Like, no, 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 that was all made up in her head. You know, and most of the time when they do that <laughs> stuff, I'm okay <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of messed up, especially if there's, like, if say there's a storyline out there that I don't think they would take, like, other than maybe the, the killing joke being a big one, that they would take away something that is character defining, you know what I mean? You other mean, than killing joke. I was saying, yeah, you mean that. like the killing yeah, joke? Yeah, other than right. killing joke, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, taking away the killing joke. That created a character. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> almost the equivalent of 
Martha and Thomas Kent or Kent. <laughs> Martha and Thomas Wayne not being killed. Martha and Thomas. Dude, Kent. somebody write that weird, what it if. It got weird in the DCU. Um. Write that what if comic. Martha and Thomas Kent. <laughs> yes. Oh, super powered Batman. I don't know if I want that. Well, um, that's what we're getting in the next movie, right? Yeah. Robo Batman. Well, um, yeah, but that's just Iron Books. It's Iron, Iron Batman. Batman. Iron Batman. I'm sorry. Um, other news is the uh, Avengers are doing the standoff event, and I want to know what you guys think of what's come out so far or what you've read on it. Oh, man. So far, it's been really, really good. Uh, Nick Spencer is heading this off, and I think he's really hitting his stride, especially since uh, Superior Foes. Before, mm. he was really hit and miss with kind of his Secret Avengers stuff, and I was... Uh, I was a little skeptical, but once Superior Foes came out, and then Ant Man, and then Standoff, Ant Man's been great. I think he really has kind of found his his niche in the Marvel universe, and so far Standoff's been really good. And one thing I like about it is they, I mean, they want to bring back the Winter Soldier, right? I mean, he's going to be the focal point of the next movie. They got to bring him back from outer space. They have to have a reason, an event, something that's big enough to pull him away from the important job that he is currently doing, filling in for Nick Fury. I think they did a good job with it. Yeah. Yeah. I I read the alpha. Is that the alpha. first like uh-huh. there's sure. the zero yeah. and then there's the alpha. I read the I read the alpha and I re- I I really liked it. The the only thing that again, it's post Secret Wars, so anything can be explained away because Secret Wars. But uh when I was reading Maria Hill in that, I was like it just like at first, I was like, "This doesn't feel like a very Maria Hill thing to do." Oh, I think it feels but, exactly like. But a Maria then Hill later on, do. once they start going into why, I'm like, oh, "Okay, no, that that's that's a Maria Hill thing." But at first, I was like, I was I was accepting it because I was like, you know, because Secret Wars, I was just gonna be okay with like that. Maybe her new personality like that's her goal in life but then once they reveal the bigger plot i'm like no okay no she's she's exactly yeah the same. No, i get yeah, it i get it now. right in line with her she's personality fury part two yeah <laughs> lady fury but again um, so we kind of covered this before the podcast started but i want to cover it on the podcast the weird shit that happens with them changing yeah so it they they get stuck in Pleasant Hill, the, the which is, super villains get stuck in a fake prison small town thing called Pleasant Hill, where they use the the shards of the cosmic cube to alter the reality around them, so that they actually believe that they are upstanding citizens in this suburbia utopian kind of right. Situation. And it's not just the the reality around them; I mean, they alter their mind. They don't right. remember ever having been a supervillain. Their they, mind and they're their like, bodies. Oh, I planned on always moving here to be a lawyer, or I. I plan on always moving here and just I've always lived in Pleasant Hill and been this ice cream parlor man, not Crusher Krill. Yeah, like, right. That was a thing. So the only thing I absorb is 31 different flavors. Oh, well, mm. and, and there's there's a couple of people in there, too, that I was actually really surprised to see because last time I saw them, they weren't villains, though they have been villains in the past. Because Secret Wars. Well, well yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe. But I mean, like. Carla Sofen's in there, like Moonstone. Last time I knew, she was on the recovering end of the of the Thunderbolts, trying to be a hero again. And I mean, of course, there was an eight month gap in between. Yeah, something happened. So maybe, had... maybe she reverted back. You know, well, maybe and Mr. Maybe... Fantastic, when he put the universe back, didn't know she was ever a hero. It's true, and it's also true. potentially possible that Maria Hill just kind of is 
taking all of this and doing it preemptively. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. She's taking the ones that have been, and she's like, look, you guys might revert back, and so I'm just going to take you and put you in here just preemptively. In case. Which just would be a case. very Maria, Maria Hill thing, thing to do. do. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So the thing with the, the, the appearance, though, is they change not just, like, appearance. They're not just them out of costume walking around the small town. They actually completely change appearance. Like a skinny old mailman or the right. they know, change, robust like, milkman guy. Yeah, their whole body, their facial structure, everything changes. And I don't know if it's just the way it's drawn, but in Alpha number one, like... They're kind of changing back, and the whole, you know, catalyst for this event is that the people inside of Pleasant Hill are starting to be fixed and realize that they are super villains super and villains, what's going yeah. on. But they are able to kind of keep their new Pleasant Hill look until they want to shed that disguise, and it kind of just fades away. Like you see them drawn as being half in costume. And half the old person that they were doing, so it's in the transition phase. So, is it, that a, just a like a project, a mental projection? It very well could be. It also could be just the artist showing the audience who each other is, but to the outside world looking in. You know how sometimes when um, there's like a shapeshifter or a goddess or something that takes the form of a different person in a movie and they walk by a mirror and you see and you the see, true yeah, form. Yeah. Uh, it very well could be it's that they're just sticking with their Pleasant Hill That they look bodies. like the Pleasant Hill bodies to everybody in Pleasant Hill, but <clears throat> that, excuse me, that they want to give the audience reading it an idea of who those characters actually are. In which case, if that's the case, which it very well might be, and that could just be an artist thing, but I feel like that's a mistake on the artist's part that they could do it a little more subtly than literally showing. I, I agree. Mid, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm just spitting off yeah. the top of my yeah. head. Well, I'm hoping that as we go forward. I mean, at this point, I've only read uh, "Welcome to Pleasant Hill" and "Standoff." Yeah, there's only Alpha been four issues one, that have come out, and the two of them came out today, so I haven't right, had a chance yeah. to read them yet. Um, so hopefully they'll cover it. But that's yeah. kind of my my only big issue so far with the event has been that. Other than that, I'm really excited for the event I'm going to read. And I really like how the Captain Americas come together and their role in it, too. Yes. They did a really good job yeah. orchestrating the precursor up to was, the event. Yeah, I was just going to say I really liked the Bucky and Steve in the Pancake House. Oh, man. That was and with him taking the that subtle, was, subtle oh, man, jabs that, that he was old. <laughs> He's like, I know it's important for a man of your age to eat, but come on, Steve. Um <laughs> I I love that because that was it was it was like yeah that's it what felt like friends Bu would it do. felt like Bucky and Steve yeah that's right. what friends would do to each other um all right so now we're gonna move on to some issues that came out today and we're issues we're gonna start as in out, comic issues not like problems oh yeah. we're not gonna air our grievances air, airing of grievances <laughs> is that not what um, this is about that's for another podcast oh son of a bitch okay. um but we're gonna start I'm out prepared. with uh, with a special one <laughs> and I'm gonna just let Charles <laughs> take this one away. Tommy, serial killer, uh, and it's it spelled like as in like a bowl breakfast of cereal. cereal, and it, the covers are amazing. We got two covers in for this one, and the covers drew me to it instantly because the main cover is some weird effed up rabbit drowning the tricks bunny in a bowl of tricks. With this little kid staring on in horror. Which is totally messed up. It's really <laughs> effed up, and it's great. And then one of the variant covers that came out was the same bunny that's drowning the tricks bunny 
is forcing um, Captain Crunch to walk the plank into a bowl of Captain Crunch <laughs> that is shark infested, <laughs> which is also yeah. twisted and awesome. Um, the coverage is great because it's it says uh, free glass shard inside. Yeah, and it says uh, no nutritional value, diabetes, and heart disease at the top, like is in the uh, what is it? The CDC, <laughs> not the CDC, the the FDA guides at the yeah, top of, yeah. of the food. top of the cereal. It's it. The cover was enough to grab my attention to read it. <laughs> and oh my god, I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm happy I read it or if I'm terrified that I read it, but. <laughs> Maybe I'm going a to bit continue both. reading it. Yeah, and, probably a little bit of both. Uh, right. Who were the writers and artists? Uh, it's written by John Ula? Ulo? Uloa? Uloa? I don't know. U-L-L-O-A. And Al Bondiga. I'm going to say that's his name. And art is by Juan Navarro. Um, it's really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's all black and white inside, and I'm not really sure why where the serial killer part comes from because yeah, there's the, no serial killing in the, it. Well, the, like literal serial killing. The cover is so brightly covered too; like it's, it's a very brightly. It looks covered like a cover. tricks cover. Yeah, yeah, and a then, box. And then you open it up, and it's just stark black and white. Oh, and it's dark too. Like the yeah. backgrounds are heavy, heavy shading. In some areas, they're just black. Um, Inker got his paycheck on this one. Yes. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, and who did uh, that? Who did that? Let's give him a, let's give him a shout out. Um, I'm gonna say probably Juan Navarro because he did all. Okay, of that. yeah, good job, sir. Um, but I mean, to give you an idea of how fucked up it is, three pages in, the mom walks in on the little boy, who he his bunny's been yelling at him to shut the fuck up, and he's going to kill him. And the mom walks in on the little boy with Vaseline on his fingers, about to put his fingers in the bunny's ass. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it starts know, out. Clo- so don't let your kids read this. Don't please. no, please no, don't let your don't kids do that. Read this. Um, it's a real classy book. <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> it's a great bedtime story. <laughs> so then the so, bunny came over in the cage. <laughs> the the kid is is just schizophrenic and fucking nuts, and the bunny's telling him to do bad things, and the bunny like that starts off with a teacher like recognizing the issues, but the principal's ignoring her concerns. And the bunny just says, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your mother. I'm going to kill your teddy bear. And he escapes the cage and kills the teddy bear. Kills the teddy bear <laughs> in a really fucked up way. Yeah. And it just keep, keeps going. I have to read more. <laughs> I, I have to read all. It's a three issue mini and I have to read all three issues. This is amazingly twistedly awesome. And I actually do recommend this if you are a horror fan, or if, if or if you just like really fucked up books. <laughs> uh, if your friends have ever said, you know, you're not right all the time, this is the book for you. <laughs> uh, so uh, the next one I wanted to talk about was uh, Green Lantern number fifty that came out last week, the same as uh, Batgirl forty nine, um, and. It's basically, uh, since their whole convergence thing, old uh, uh, Parallax Hal Jordan has returned, and he comes back to uh, Coast City. And if you remember, when uh, he became Parallax was because Hal Jordan was so distraught that Coast City was destroyed, and he went and got all of the power from from all of the lanterns and brought it back. And uh, he kind of parallax was inside the power battery, so it 
became him. He became a, like a supervillain almost. So he comes back to see everybody alive and the whole city um, just, you know, rebuilt and vibrant like it used to be. And then he runs into uh, Hal and his brother and his brother's family playing at the park. And the, the parallax Hal is just so, like, so happy that, you know, his his family's there. But you know, Hal Jordan being Hal Jordan um, is like, is like, you know, you stay away from my family and punches him before asking questions. And they think he, each other are like shapeshifters. But you get to see this really cool lantern battle between the two with uh, Parallax being, you know, powered by all of the Green Lantern rings and Hal Jordan has this, like, power gauntlet thing that he's been uh, carrying around that he doesn't even know the limits to. And you actually see the them just go all out in this thing, and it's just a lot. Of, the art is really good. I, can't, I think it's Billy Tan that does the art on Oh, it. yeah, he's good. So, um... I, I don't have it. Green in front Lantern's of me. not good, but Billy yeah. Tan's good. <laughs> so it's uh, so not it's a, a lot of it's a lot of like really amazing looking constructs fighting uh, fighting each other. But then at the end, something happens to regular Hal, and we're not quite sure what that is. But uh, I I enjoyed it. If you're a Green Lantern fan, you'll love it. But it's almost at the point where it's so close to rebirth. I wouldn't recommend someone running in to get. Is this issue leading? 50. Is this leading up to rebirth? I the feel, Hal versus Parallax kind like, of reset. I feel like it is. I feel like that's like kind of where it's point going. Kind of mm-hmm. yeah. Nonsense. I feel that's kind of where it's headed. But again, there's I think two more issues of it before. So there you go. His rebirth, recommendation so. is don't read it. Don't read it. But I enjoyed it. Or do read it. But wait till trade. Yes, yes. And if, then just pick it all up in trade, yeah, and then, and then go from there. And, yeah. Just yeah. read all the new 52 stuff. At this point, that's kind of what I'm recommending for anyone that wants to jump into new 52 is, look, it's all going to end in two issues. So just read it and trade. Here's, here's my problem with DC Comics in general and why it's so hard to jump into DC besides the fact that they have literally announced that they're not worried about any type of continuity. Is that <laughs> they they don't have a recap page? They don't. That, that drives me absolutely true. nuts. You can pick up any Marvel book off the shelf, read the recap page, read the issue, and have no problems understanding what's going on. You can pick it up in the middle of an arc. You can pick it up in the middle of a trade. Doesn't matter as long as there's that recap page. You can read it, and DC doesn't have that. Yeah, it and drives that, me crazy. That's it, the, it sucks from a comic sell standpoint too. Trying to get anybody into a new issue is with Marvel. I pull it out. I say, look, read this. And you got and it. And you got yeah. it. Like, oh, okay. Well, I've yeah. got everything I need to yeah, know. Yeah, see, that, that's, but... yeah, that's what it was when uh, I was picking up that Batman Eternal because I would wait in t- chunks to, to pick that up. And then I was like, And then what, six what? months later, you're like, wait, what just happened? I was like, I was like, what happened? So then I would have to go back and I would read. And this was a weekly comic that was coming out. So I'd have to go back and yeah, read like Eternals three or four issues. Oh, they're good. Then, yeah, they're, they're good. Just, hard to well, yeah and then i'm already like Schneider and Tinian, of course and then are. i and then i'm like you know seven more issues behind because i had to stop and waste my time going back to try and remember what the hell was happening but yeah i wish dc did more of the recap pages it'd be nice but with them uh, the other everyone is complaining about them doing the reboots and stuff but i for one am actually all for their constant reboots 
be just as because lo- it- Honestly, as long as I'm getting good stories, I don't care. I agree. Right. That's really where well, I'm at. The new 52 brought us Court of Owls, so I'm happy. Which was amazing. And, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I amazing. love the Court of Owls. That's like the best thing that's happened to Batman in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But um, as one who likes to share comic books with people, and I like to bring them into the world, I just have a stack at work and... I just Here, like hand this. out like all new X Men trades and and whatnot. Um, I don't mind start. I don't mind having reboots. Uh, you know, Axel Alonso, the editor in chief of Marvel, has said that their take on it is much like a season of a television show, and where each kind of reboot happens to simply be a new season of mm. of the show itself. And I that's how I explain it to people, and they understand that concept. To people who have not been longtime readers of comic books, they understand this concept. So when I hand all new X Men to my friend, she says, "But it didn't end." I said, "Oh, but that's that's yeah, because yeah. this is like I gave her a trade, and I said this is like having a full season of the show." And once she understood that mentality, then she was fine with it. So I think it's a that's I think a it's a great idea. To, that's a great way to put it. Is I'm going to start stealing that. Yeah, go <laughs> go for it. <laughs> anything that can help sell um, more comics, I'm all for. It. Anything can get more people into the industry. Speaking into the of books, that's the oh, big yeah. thing. For Speaking me. of more comics, do you want to talk about Haunted Mansion number one that came sure. out? Sure, Marvel Comics and Joshua and Disney, Williamson. Disney Kingdom, I think, is what the yeah. thing is yeah, called. Yeah, the Disney Kingdom books. Sure. Yeah, I I liked it. Yeah, I'm going to keep I reading it. it too. I did feel so. It's from Joshua Williamson, who's the guy that writes, you know, Nail Biter, Nail Biter, and <laughs> Birthright, which are two very adult books. But uh, it, you can see his struggle to make a kid's book when reading it. There's a yeah. few instances where you're just like, okay, you're not a kid's yeah, book me, writer. Me, re- yeah, it's like me reading this. I have, I, I get it. I don't have any, you know. I was like, but like a younger person reading it, they. They'll probably just gloss over it. They probably won't notice or yeah. they'll go, okay, cool, this was a good story. But like when I'm reading it, I know Joshua Williams and yeah, I know his yeah. abilities. Um, he's one of the few writers I actually and follow his tendencies, like, yeah. religiously. And so when I read him, I'm like, okay, it's good. You aren't a children's writer, sir. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I really liked it. Well, because um, story arc was great, though. Like yeah, the overall story, yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. behind it. Um, is great, but his his dialogue I think is the biggest issue. It was a for little me. it was a little dense for say a, a, a younger reader. Well, he I think sees it was, Disney on it and goes, it was "Oh, dense Disney. in some areas, and then way too kiddy in others." And he just wrote an I, awkward yeah, line yeah. where it was like every time he wanted to, he you could tell he wanted to say fuck and he wanted to <laughs> yeah. say shit yeah. and he wanted to swear, swear in it, but he just had to. I would. I'll not be surprised if he wrote it with swear words, and then, and then they were like, "No, no, no! This is Disney." Each swear word to a like, an like Luke, okay like, swear. like he has Luke. to bring out the thesaurus <laughs> yeah. backwards. Like, it oh. really feels like he kind of did that because so it was like, "Oh, dang!" Is it one was of like the big Luke, like expletives uh, that he uses, like Luke Cage in the new Power Man. Yes, yeah, all that fiddle faddle, <laughs> all that fiddle faddle. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I loved the art in it. The art was amazing, and my my wife is a a big Disney person. Like she loves Disney, and like I want her to read comics. Just you know, because I always I want everyone to read comics. But uh, I keep trying to get her to read comics, and everyone that I've seen, up with the, a few exceptions that say Disney on it, are usually very kid oriented. So she's like, oh, that's good for our daughter. This one I feel like I could give to her, and it's Disney enough that she would 
be in it for the the Disney, but it's not kid enough that it would push her out of it, and she wouldn't just flip through and look at the pictures and go, "Oh, that was nice." So that that's that's my thought on it. I enjoyed it though. I thought it was I thought it was good, and I think that um, if you're a fan of the Haunted Mansion ride, they add a lot of little things. Oh in yeah, it. little Easter egg things in the background, and oh yeah, like the you face feel in the like mirror and like all that stuff. Yeah, walking through the Haunted yeah. Mansion yeah. from the Haunted Mansion, and ride, and there great. even there even other little Easter eggs, like when the grandpa says, you know, one time when I climbed the Matterhorn over there, right. I'm like, ah, oh, right. Matterhorn. <laughs> But, uh, okay, so the next one I wanted to talk about was The Mighty Thor, issue number five, uh, from Jason Aaron. Art was by Russell Dodderman. Um, and it's basically this, uh, there's been this conflict brewing between uh, Jane Foster, uh, Thor, and Odin. Or Odin's like, you don't, you know, that's not your hammer, give it back. And she says no. And then antics ensue. That's basically what it what it boils down to. Um, but there's no. yeah. So uh, there's two factions in this book. There's the the faction of Asgard because there's sorry there's been a revolt in Asgard from uh, like Lady Freya and Lady Sif and the Warriors Three and is Baldur Heimdall. the Brave back yet? And Baldur, he Baldur's is back. back. Yes, he oh, is. Oh, then I'm gonna start reading it. He's again. only in one panel in the background, so he doesn't. But, he, but is he in Asgard? Yes, he's in Asgardia is what it so is So he's now. back from the Valley of the Kings then? I'm guessing so, because Secret Wars. Because yes, yes, <laughs> Secret Wars. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, if Baldur comes back, Just I'll go. start reading Thor again. Um, so it's, it's, so those, those guys are with Lady Freya, who's like, you know, Odin, we've had enough of you. You need to get out this whole obsession with removing the hammer. We're, we're done with it. And... Uh, it's uh, the serpent. Odin's brother has kind of become his lieutenant, who's oh, that's not trying. Good. Yeah, trying to over the overthrow and get the hammer from Jane. Uh, and then there's also Malekith and his dark council that are slowly going around and like gobbling up the other worlds, but not through battle most of the time. Like he just went to the home of the light elves and used his alliance with uh, the enchantress. To make the queen of the Light Elves marry him. So now her kingdom is his. And so he's doing it a little differently than he normally does it. A little more Loki. So that's what it takes to get the girl these days. Yes. Okay. Yes. I get you. And uh, yeah, something happens in this between Loki and uh, someone that is usually pretty important to him. Usually portrayed very important to him. Uh, but the best. Are you trying to stay spoiler-free? I am trying to stay spoiler-free because I want people to read this. So kind of. You. I know. I know. It's it's very hard. But uh, <laughs> uh, everybody dies it, at the end. Everyone dies. <laughs> it's the Matrix. Um, no, it is. But isn't. at the very end, <laughs> if you want people to read it, don't, <laughs> don't compare it to the Matrix. The Matrix. Um, but the, I like the Matrix. The first but one. The, uh, well, true. <laughs> the very end. The very end. The last two panels. There's like a little afterward of the hammer from the Ultimate Universe. I can't remember. He had a name for it. That's the one that's a mallet and an axe, and it's laying in the ground, and it cuts out to the Odin son, male Thor. Uh, like rigged up to this thing that's holding him captive, and the, the guy says, "Oh, they don't make Thors like they used to," which I think is also a reference to, could be a reference to Secret Wars, the Thors, like all of the, oh yeah, all of the people that's like a good that. series, yeah. And uh, there series. is a line in it that I love. 
that was uh, Jane thinking in her head um, that, you know, the one thing that stopped her from being with the man that she first fell in love with was Odin. So she's taking out that <laughs> that pent up aggression on Odin and he go and uh, she gets knocked into the red spot of Jupiter and she goes, I don't really feel much like laughing now, but I am a 90-pound cancer patient who's punching a god in the face. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> and that was, that, was, that was really great. Um, I love Jane Foster as Thor. I yeah. am so lo- in love I love Jane Foster as Thor, but I also I like... I also like the the, the Jason Aaron's Odinson Thor too, so I'm like, oh man, I like I them just both. Like Can I have Jason them both, please? Aaron. Can I have them both, please? I think we're about to get both. Um, oh yeah, I think yeah, that's coming. Uh, okay, and uh, next on our list uh, was it's not a specific issue, but I wanted to talk to you two about all new X Men. Oh and dude, what I love you that. Guys book. are thinking. And feeling about that series. I'm only two issues in because I get behind. It's no. what I do. No. I get busy. Man, so, so much to read right now. I don't. Especially, I'm in, I don't know if you know this, I'm a huge indie guy. Like, I mostly read Image. Okay. So my Marvel always gets pushed to the side. My Marvel never gets pushed to the side. My DC gets pushed to, pushed to the side. If, my Marvel, if my big two get pushed to the side. I read pretty much everything I read like on a regular basis is Image. Yeah, um, and some Avatar. Yeah, if you see my hold, it's like Harley Quinn and Justice League. Yeah, and that's Green what... Lantern. Well, no, I get my Green Lanterns usually. Yeah, usually. Yeah, that's true. For the most part. Um, anyway, because I like Green Lanterns. So anyway, I'm only two issues in, but I absolutely <laughs> love all new X Men. Yes, it's so freaking awesome, and I love the fact that it's the original team, young minus Gene, minus minus Gene, minus Gene, but plus Laura, right? <laughs> which is awesome. which is amazing. <laughs> Oh man, the last couple of issues, you haven't read it yet. Go spoilery. I don't care. You guys can talk awesome. about it. The uh man, the last couple of issues between Lara and Warren, mm-hmm. that alone is worth reading the book. Yes. Yes. It's a War- that Warren is like is so awesome. Uh, Warren is trying to be the protective, you like a nice good boyfriend. boyfriend and she's like throw me in through that plate glass window and let them shoot me with machine guns. I can take it. I'm going like, to run into this forest fire. I don't feel like that's okay. Like I in okay, you you did it. Anyway, all right. And, and she awesome. she even explains in the comic that it hurts just as much as it hurts anybody else. Yeah. She just recovers yeah. from it. When she's other like people I can wouldn't. take it. I think that's what she says. She's like, "Don't worry." I can take it. But this is this is good because this is this is Lara trying to be Logan. Yes. And she says flat out, we all have our place on the team minus to take risks so that so others, others don't, don't have to. to. Yeah. I've heard almost those exact same words come out of Logan's mouth mm-hmm. in in previous incarnations of of the X-Men. So, um no, but I here's what I really like about it. Um Mutants hated and feared, sure. Uh, they really took a dark path for a long time, and a lot of that had to deal with the adult Cyclops. And although if you actually are not stupid, if you're actually intelligent, you understand where Cyclops is coming <laughs> from. Uh, I hate talking to anti-Cyclops fans who don't have true justifications to hate Cyclops. 
uh, I'm I'm smiling like a kid over here because I, I I'm not I'm not uh, looking directly at you, Charles. Okay, I'm, I was like, I'm, dude, I'm, looking, I'm not an anti cyclone I'm looking around <laughs> at everyone that usually goes Cyclops. You're staring at me. I'm like, dude, I love here, Cyclops. Here's the Why are you looking at me? <laughs> here's the interesting thing about Cyclops right now. So, I play Marvel Heroes. 2016 or whatever because yep. that's a fantastic yep. game and i'm on the boards and sometimes i even sneak peeks at comments which just anger me <laughs> but you know the the big thing is is the people who haven't kept up on x-men still think cyclops is this vanilla character from the 90s cartoon show <laughs> yet at the same time he's probably the most talked about character right now and one of the mm-hmm. most controversial characters yeah. At, yeah. at the moment even though he is currently dead in in the x-men comic book now for those of you that don't know cyclops uh was put in a very uh bad position yeah uh, it was his, a lose-lose his race was decimated down to less than 198 something like that yeah down to 198 and then they kept killing them yeah yeah <laughs> so they just kept stop killing us t- taking <laughs> up his backs against the wall he did everything that he has trained his entire life to do and that's to survive you know, if we go back to, we go back to the '90s. You know, the golden age. Of, <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. The Dupliceps. Um, the Dupliceps era. The Dupliceps. You know, um, <laughs> Fabian Niciesa in his uh, X Force run, Cable Scott's son, who was actually raised by Scott in the future, has this idea that yeah, we if if you need some uh, you, listen some to back, the listen last, to the last episode, listen to the last. Episode, <laughs> or just saying. do what I do and shake your head and say because X Men, because X Men, move on, because <laughs> X Men actually will solve about ninety percent of your yep. X Men yep. questions. Yeah, just that's it. But um, but cables, cable says that there are different kinds of mutants, and one of the most elite are survivalists, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what Cyclops is. And with his back against the wall, he did everything he had to do to save his race. If you look at it uh, with at least somewhat of an objective eye, you realize that, yes, is Cyclops a dick? Yes. There's, that's not the argument. Is he an incredible leader? Yes. Maybe the best in-war strategist in the Marvel Universe. He scares Steve Rogers. So, anyway, because of this, Scott semi-lost his humanity. We we can say that he stopped yeah. looking yeah. at people as people and started looking them as yeah. tools, yeah. assets, or liabilities, chess pieces yeah. in a, in a bigger game. Which is almost almost full Magneto early Magneto with his brotherhood when he was doing that, but maybe when, less. When preachy. Magneto kneels at Cyclops's feet and offers him his helmet, yeah. that's how far you realize Cyclops <laughs> yeah. has come. Yeah. So, post Secret Wars, we don't know what happened to adult Cyclops. We have no idea what, what's happened. Something happened between Secret Wars and the eight-month time gap of where we pick off, right? Problem is, Cyclops is dead, and we're suffering the fallout of a mutant inhuman war that we have yet to see. Yeah, Something that Cyclops did during that inhuman mutant war has caused the world to hate and fear mutants even more so than, than they, they did, did previously. Yeah. However, which makes me excited to find out what that is. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> makes me so excited. Here's, but here's where I all could, new Ryan, Ryan would just be over here flailing his wrist. Are they ever going to 
tell us? Or I, are they just they like are, retroactive? Because yeah, isn't us. that during uh, Civil War too? They they show there's a are they there's a back in time and showing us. The, no, I you know they it they may be the a, continuation of it. They have a game plan. In fact, yeah. I read an interview with Dennis Hopeless that came out. What's today? Wednesday. Yes. Okay, so it came out yesterday on on uh, comic book resources. Every Tuesday they have exposition. And Dennis Hopeless was their guest, and he talked about how they have a game plan, and it's all the X-Men writers. They have a story to tell. It's going to take a little while. They don't want to ruin it. They're going to tell it right, but it's a big deal. Good. So they are are going into it. But where I love all new X-Men is these are these kids who have realized that their lives are totally messed up. Yeah. Okay, so you have Angel who looks at himself – who doesn't have a mind? Yeah, <laughs> currently He's just like a, a robot. Basically, <laughs> uh, oh hi, you're me. Psylocke cool. refers to him as a drone in the mm. current Uncanny X Men. He's just a drone that they point and click and go, <laughs> and he just blows up stuff with his metal wings. And but nobody will tell him what happened, which mm. is because very few people know what happened. Yeah, and not to mention with the whole black vortex thing, now he's got like fire wings. So now he's he's kind <laughs> of his own version of yeah. Archangel now. Yeah, uh, less less dark. Yeah, less it's, dark. it's it's more of a cosmic Archangel and yeah. less of a death. Right, yeah, <laughs> Archangel. I like his fire wings though. I think it's I a do, good touch. I do too. I do too. But. And then you have Jean Grey, who realizes that she has died like three She's like, times. My life is screwed up. And actually, <laughs> and Jean's the only one who really knows what happened to everybody because she inadvertently read everybody's mind all at once. Yeah. So she's and got I think I think history. Scott's got a pretty good idea since the second he's come back, everyone has been bombarding everybody, him. I can't believe you did that. Everybody like, hates Scott Summers. <laughs> what did I and do? And he does not want to live in a world where a magazine costs three dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So so he and he looks at himself and and he sees that what he has become that he has, has essentially come become the very thing that he has trained himself to fight against. He has become Magneto essentially. Mm-hmm. Now the problem is okay, so the all new X-Men they were brought to the present because nobody can beat Scott. Nobody can outthink Scott. So Beast brings young Scott to the present to try and get him to outthink mm. his adult self. The problem is, is that young Scott eventually sees the point of view <laughs> of adult like, Scott and ends up joining adult He's, Scott for, he did a, it for a little the, while. He did it a very wrong way, but I get it. Right. <laughs> He's like, okay, I see what you had to do there. I'm going to do it differently. I might have, I might have, I might have stepped left when he went. And right. then beast has found out that he, his older self has literally broken the space time continuum oh, and Hank. turned into a big furry hairball. Um, and Iceman finds out that his adult self is actually more adjusted than his younger <laughs> self is, and he's the only one that has and anything yeah, to look forward yeah. to. And, well, forward. and then not to mention that uh, Gene inadvertently reads his mind, and he and he comes out and, comes and he comes out, out gay, and yeah. comes out as gay. And I thought that situation was handled very well. But even in this new run of Uncanny or er, of All, all new. new X-Men, we learned that adult Cyclops has actually come to terms with this and is okay with it. And even though he has kept it hidden from other people, adult Iceman. Iceman, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. That adult Iceman is comfortable with where he is in his life. Yeah. 
and young Iceman is still trying to figure it uh, out. And there's such a good scene in the newest one where uh, I, who was in the. I think it. Well, no, it was Genesis. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the. He's in a store with uh, Bobby, Bobby, and the 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 guy at the other side of the counter is hitting on him, and he's like, hey, "Go ahead, man, go ahead." And he's like, "No, I'm I'm going to go outside to get some like a, a taco or a something yeah, like that. I, I, I'm going to go look for crepes." Yeah, and then he steps he outside, and he's like, "Wow, you actually have crepes." He's like. Yeah, well, yeah I, that's what I said I, I, was said I was gonna go get great. <laughs> Which that's what I love about Bobby. Like he, he that's it's still that's just him. It's still it's Bobby. Still, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's really good. So here's every here's these kids. I mean, think think about yourself. If you went back in time to when you were fifteen and sixteen, and you looked at your older self, you know, would you kick your own butts or would you be happy with? with where you're at and that's kind of where these kids are now and they're looking at their adult selves saying you know what we're our own people now our situation is different we are going to become heroes again and we are going to we're going to be better than what our futures hold for us and that's where all new x-men comes in this new run is now the X-Men are X-Men again. Mm -hmm. They're on the road. They're traveling around. It's a world that hates and fears them, that they are protecting, and especially Scott. Scott makes a speech about how how the X-Men are going to be good again. Mm -hmm. And it's very reminiscent to Joss Whedon's Mm X-Men. Yeah, that worries. We're not wearing black anymore. When Scott says we're going to be astonishing. Yeah. It was very reminiscent of that where young Scott stands up and says, my name is Scott Summers (laughs) and I am Cyclops. I'm tired of hiding who I am, but I am not that Cyclops. I will be the Cyclops that saves everybody. Yeah. So I I would, I would highly, highly recommend this series for anyone. It's a lot of fun. Because it is only. they have a BAMF named Pickles. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That powers, that powers, that powers their super Doctor Who RV (laughs) that goes all over the country. Um, it's bigger on the inside. Uh, our comic segment is running excessively long, so I want to hit this one that we all read, uh, Mockingbird number one by <laughs> Chelsea Kane and art by Katie. Wow, that's a name. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Katie. It's her no, name sorry, Katie. Katie. Wow, Kate? that's a name? Yeah, Kate Nymazik. I'm going to change name, my right? name to Nymazik? Wow, that's a name. Nymazik, is that what that says right there? Nimzik? That, okay. That's a last name. Art we apologize. Kate. Art, Art by Kate. Kate. Um, We're not big enough for her to ever know. So, <laughs> so uh, this is a uh, a solo series for Bobby Morse, which, you know, has been, <laughs> uh, her popularity has really grown since the. She's her, getting her own TV show. Yes, uh, since she's been on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, this comic. It's so fun. <laughs> it's it's very fun. There's a lot of jokes in it. The opening, not the opening page, but you get into like a, a doctor's waiting room, and it's basically the comic is a series of her going to a waiting room and these doctors doing tests on her, as but, all shield agents are required yes. to do. And at the but the, so the first waiting room scene is uh, Howard the Duck holding a sign that's or holding a newspaper that says mass antelope die-offs. You have Bobby reading a book on organic chemistry. Um, Hercules over there holding his skinned forearm. And the best is Tony Stark reading a pamphlet called Don't Panic, Gonorrhea. 
<laughs> you know, the interesting thing about the art, when, uh, the art, when I first opened up the issue, it was a little bit jarring. It wasn't the style of art I would have expected to see in a Mockingbird story. No, it's really bright and really. It makes me. It makes me feel lines. of. It makes me feel like the difference. It's not exactly the same, but the difference between uh, before. Batgirl of Burnside and after after the redesign, yeah. that's what it made. Like initially, that was my first thought of it. I was like, it is much brighter. It's 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 a very yeah, it's, it's not cutesy, but it's 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 almost she hulky. Yeah, yeah, I it, could see. It's that. very reminiscent of of like a, a she Hulk comic or um, even a little bit of the uh, like Squirrel Girl. Mm, yeah, I could, I could see a little. It's yeah, a little, a little less. Bit of that. It's a little less cartoony, but it's that bright and yeah. and colorful. But two pages in, if you really start looking at it, the amount of detail that is in each page is actually astounding. It's, yeah, yeah. There's so many little Easter eggs and fun things to read. Like, like uh, he was just doing that. You can read the names of each pamphlet, yeah. and it's very. It's very funny. The yeah. art is more funny than the story yeah. is. I uh, like, and there's always a song playing in the lobby too. <laughs> yeah. So the next lobby is I want to know what love is. And I want again, you to show me. Thank, thanks, Charles. Um, but again, Hercules is in there. That's a recurring theme. I really hope that throughout the entire series, every single time they show the waiting room, the Hercules, Hercules is there. Just there. Because I love the new Hercules. The this new Hercules is I so good. Love it. I and hope it doesn't get canceled. Yeah, me too. It's and then, going to so be. The, so the next one, sucks. you've got uh, but I love it. <laughs> Black Widow instead of Howard the Duck, and she's reading a magazine that's talking about mysterious duck disappearances. <laughs> and um, Bobby's in there in like a... Bobby's in a different it, outfit yeah, every, every time. time. And she always goes, I can explain that. And this one kind of looks like, uh, makes me think of Ileana. <laughs> with the, uh, like the spiky I, or shoulders, like old and, black canary. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I was like just gonna say net. dominatrix because she has a whip. <laughs> yeah, she's like she I doesn't can, have a, not whip, a whip, but the little fi- fishnet stocking. And she's yeah. like, I can explain that too. And Black Widow is like, nice boots. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's it's just basically a series of her going into for uh, psychological evaluations. For psychological evaluations, um, not unlike the psych evaluations that you see in Ghostbusters. That Peter Vinkman yes, does, yes, where he's yes. holding up the cards with the different shapes on it, and they're trying to yeah. see if she has any type of psychokinetic. Yeah, because she was brought back. And she talks about being brought back uh, with to the life with the Infinity in, Series. Yeah, was, or she says whatever brought me back to life may have some side effects. Nick, so Nick, that's why the Nick Fury yeah. induced Super Soldier knockoff. Yeah, so she, so she, that's what she keeps talking about. And then I think this is the last waiting room. Yeah, but it's Luke Cage and Jessica Jones with the chicken pox. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Hercules with an ice bag on his head, uh, and Bobby with a corgi, <laughs> which she can explain. Which she can explain while the Smashing Pumpkins is playing in the background in the. Uh, I think this is great. The magazine that uh, Hercules is reading uh, looks like it's supposed to be a Time magazine, and it says Bobby Drake on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just it just really I enjoyed it. I thought there was a uh, enough comedy in it for me to to. It's very enjoyable. It's a fast read. Yeah, yeah. It didn't take me too long to get through it either. Um, there. 
I don't necessarily know how I feel about how it ended up. Uh, there are changes coming to the character of Mockingbird, and if you are reading it because you are a diehard, long-time Bobby Morse fan, you will probably be very upset by this. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm going to guess. I, I'm apologizing if I uh, um, am offending any hardcore Mockingbird fans, but I don't think there's it, not many. There's of them. a lot of them. <laughs> so me, not like, enough enough that she has her own book. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, diehards. Though. I think. I think. No, not again, diehards. I think that's got to be direct correlation with the with the TV show and what they're doing with the character on TV. They're like, which All is right, amazing. You know, they should. Adrian we Pelicki should have more. We oh, should yeah, have totally. more. Oh man. Um. So glad she is not Wonder Woman. <laughs> but. Uh, and it, it just feels like because all of those waiting rooms scenes take place like you know you know five days ago, or five weeks ago three weeks ago two weeks ago and i really hope that the other issues are like the fill-ins of when she's in the dominatrix outfit and she's like she's like i can i can explain that oh that's there's interesting. an issue there's an issue there when she shows up with the corgi Right, you find out why the hell she had the corgi, and you know what? Honestly, that like, would be an awesome little trip. Like dude, every couple, I, yeah, a, yeah, between story arcs, just explain one of the. Or of the, I can I can, I can get into that. Yeah, I, so sure. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on uh, for the first arc probably, and see if I enjoy it. Then I'll I'll stay with it. So put that Obviously. in my hold. Okay, remind me after. Okay. This. All right. So lastly, we had a, uh, a hypothetical a while ago. Where I was uh, three episodes ago. Three episodes ago, uh, where Maybe we were talking four. about uh, um, teaming up a DC hero with a Marvel hero that we think would be interesting in their results, and I said Dazzler and Black Canary. I'm unable to assist you. Restart the application. Restart the application, Luke. That was fantastic. <laughs> you are unable to be assisted. I guess so. Um, <laughs> but we have. Someone here that could uh, that said that he could uh, provide some insight into that answer. All right. So last time they talked about what would happen if the Dazzler teamed up with the Black Canary, and I I brought to Luke's attention that it uh, it's almost already been done. Where. There, there was a time when Juggernaut received the power of the, of, of an was Asgardian it, was it, hammer. Was it during the Fear itself? It was, okay. yeah. And Juggernaut was coming in on Utopia, and Cyclops had plans upon plans upon hundreds of plans. One of those plans was they teleported Siren in to work with Dazzler. So. Here, so the next question that comes to mind is, well, who's more powerful, Black Canary or, or Siren? Siren? Well, that actually kind of varies a little bit depending on if you're going New 52 Black Canary or if you're going... I mean, originally Black Canary had no powers. Yeah. And later she got this uh, Canary Cry, which at, at one point was only able to, like, remove stuff from her mouth. Or, I mean, See, really I, I, I... the. My the most knowledge I have about that was uh, some Green Lantern, Green Arrow when they were on the road trip with her, and she was able to cry. She, she cried into the clouds, and that caused a 
I can't remember if it was a lightning storm or a rainstorm, but she was able to affect the weather in a certain area by screaming and vibrations, which was perfect for the story, but didn't make sense anywhere else. Right. So that's the most the most powerful display I can remember of it. Yeah. Now, they they do mention that Black Canary's powers are quote-unquote uncontrollable, so whatever that means, it's probably not to the same level as, say, like, Black Bolt. Yeah. Because <laughs> Black Bolt could Black... shatter a moon. Yeah. Black Bolt can shatter a moon by himself. Was... So with Dazzler, he'd blow up a sun. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that would be, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Black think about Bolt that one. Dazzler. Now, now, there have been more variations of the use of Siren's abilities. Mm-hmm. It allows her to fly. Yeah. She can use it to hypnotize people, she can destroy buildings. She can direct it. Uh, so I am guessing that Siren, be, even just from sheer control, is probably more powerful than Black Canary is. Um, but Dazzler is really powerful on her own. And yeah. she, she doesn't get enough credit for it. So um, As Ryan, when he listens to this, does a fist pump in the air because he, he's our Dazzler champion. Oh, man. When Arcade teamed up Dazzler with... Um, the claw hmm. didn't work out so well for the yeah. claw. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. he is sound. Um, anyway, so, so although that's a good match as far as a Marvel and DC character goes, the, I think siren wins. I think it's a more powerful combination to have mm-hmm. siren and dazzler together than it would be black. Canary and then and what was the result of uh dazzler and siren it was the juggernaut. Asgardian um, juggernaut. It it didn't work. Um <laughs> you know when they when Cyclops um when Cyclops came to the mayor of San Francisco, his first attempt failed, and she said, So what now, Summer's plan B? And he said, I'd like to call it plan two. <laughs> plan B indicates that I only have twenty six of yeah, them. Yeah. And I think if I remember right, the the Dazzler Siren was planned like 36 or 33 or something. Something, like that, yeah. something ridiculous like that. Um, but, I mean, they had enough firepower there that they could keep Juggernaut at bay until they found a solution that worked, which hmm. eventually was everybody get behind Hope. Yeah. And then Hope which with the usual, powers of like is, 27. Yeah. Which is years. usually just a good, you know, blanket. Just, you know, let's get behind Hope. Let's just let her... Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna plug this in here real quick. That's one of my biggest hated things about um, people who are anti Scott Summers. One of their biggest complaints is he throws children at people, which yeah. he does because they're very powerful yeah. children. Yeah. Um, and uh, is it, he uses children as weapons. And I, then I immediately asked them, well, do you like Professor Xavier? Cause, yeah, because he's been doing that since 1964. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> but without uh, Scott doesn't creepily hit on <laughs> any of the girl team members Me- that are men- like... And mentally pushes mm, them to persuade their decisions. I wish I could stand out of this ta- chair, Gene. <laughs> what? Creepy old man with a blanket <laughs> on his lap? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, you have... Be- I understand that you you like or dislike a character, but at least have valid reasons. Even if you, even if it's just, I don't know. He just rubs me the wrong way. I consider that to be a valid reason 
because that because yeah. that happens. It's a personal preference. Yeah. But if you if you think Captain America is a better strategist than Scott Summers because Captain America once punched Hitler, Hitler that's yeah. not, that doesn't fly. Yeah, Scott's got the danger room. He's fought everyone. Um, he probably punched Hitler in the face, and it was much more effective. I don't know. When, when you have, when you one. have a guy who spends his wedding day training to figure out how to kill his wife in case she Just becomes case. too powerful. He's like Batman. He's Batman in that aspect. Yeah, he he really is. If you if you like, well, Batman can prepare, and you don't apply the exact same things to Cyclops, then you're not really because he, he is. He had at least three different plans to take care of Wolverine. At least three Which that you would we need that we know of, especially, especially like old feral Wolverine that may you know be sitting there drinking a beer and uh, in the uh, Xavier Mansion talking to Kitty, and then someone comes up behind him and rubs him the wrong way. He would eviscerate him and leave him on the floor, and then go back to drinking his beer, well, which they've lost in the character. I feel Scott, they've lost that crazy Wolverine. Well, Scott said it himself. He said that. He said, do you not expect me to prepare for my greatest weapon to be turned against me? Yeah. Like, Scott thinks eight and nine, ten steps ahead of everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this will wrap up our uh, comic segment. I'd like to thank McCord for coming down. and Thank you. Us, Thanks for having me. Having us uh, add a little more uh, intelligent, intelligibleness. That's not even a word, but uh, it is now. It's canon. <laughs> Canon. It's canon now. Uh, go ahead, and, unless uh, it's DC canon, because then DC that can canon. change next week. We gotta wait. Uh, go ahead, and if you have anything that you wanna you wanna plug that you're working on, that you're, um, or maybe where they can find you at Fanex. Oh yeah, this will be the podcast that goes up before Fanex. That goes up before Fanex. Okay. Yes. So I will be at Fanex. If you have any questions for me, uh, I will be in the Deadpool 25th anniversary panel. I will be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe panel. With me. I will also be in the State of the Marvel Universe in the Comics panel. With myself and Charles. And so if you liked this segment. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Come see us all. I'd be happy to answer all your questions. There's one more panel that we're... Uh, is it Captain America? Nope. Or is it just Jessica Jones? Nope. Try again. Hmm. I'm in at least one other panel. I feel because uh, I I am in uh, Captain America Civil War. Uh, oh, Jessica, Captain America yeah, Civil War. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, yeah. not the there, not the Captain America. There's a Captain America, America panel, panel yeah. and a Captain America Civil War. Civil I will War. also be in the Civil War panel. So, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for and listening. Maybe a few others later on. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and get back to that other mess of a show we have.